0: Ça passe hein? C'est ce qu'il fallait une
1: You didn't know? It's me. It's me. It's that do the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I
0: got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is
2: out Billy Gunn.
0: My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. Ha <laughs> ha.
2: Hey, it's rotor animal. <laughs> what a
3: rush. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P.P.P. the king of Bada of Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, or you monkeys, stay tuned or you will feel. I am the genius all of the glory and renown, Lanny Poppins.
1: What's
2: up, all you stars and stars? This is Marianne. Since Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be ya. Turn it up.
3: The world is listening.
2: The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired.
4: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
5: are now jacked in to the virtual matrix please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling video gaming movies and entertainment with chris kelly of headlocks to headlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel what yes he's back and here is your host The force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as
1: Mr.
5: Money on the Mic, J.J.
4: Sexy. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth.
6: In five, four, three, two,
3: one, let me try it. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: 80, this is what I'll give you, a little bit of me mixing some heart, like got some vodka that'll jump start my heart quicker than a shock. When I get shocked at the hospital by the doctor, when I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table while he's operating. Hey! You waited this long to stop debating, cause I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problems complicating. So the FCC won't let me be, or let me be me, so let me see. They try to shut me down on MTV, but it feels so empty without me, so your legs jump back jiggle a hip and wiggle a bit and get ready this is about to get heavy i just settled on my lawsuit you give it this looks like got job for me so everybody just follow me cuz we need a little controversy cuz it feels so good doubt me i said this looks like got job for me so everybody just
6: follow me you know i i got to be a little honest here i'm a little nervous And I don't know why I'm nervous, but I'm nervous. Maybe it's because this is a radio show and not a video show. And if you saw me right now, you'd see that I'm literally wearing the Chris Jericho jacket. I'm all lit up like Christmas. You would think that I was the tree. Unfortunately, none of you can see that. But I will say that there's been more hype and anticipation in my return than the WWE had for Chris Jericho. Just saying, just putting it out there. All right, is that too much? Too over the top? Too soon? Sorry. Again, nervous. It's been a while. I'm trying to get back on the horse. You know, got bucked off a couple of weeks ago, but I'm back. So without further ado, I guess let's, 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 let's do this proper. Let's do this the right way. Finally, JJ has returned to the SNS Radio Network for another edition of Unplugged. And do we have a show in store for you tonight? We do. We do. We're going to be talking some SmackDown As we go into this Sunday's Elimination Chamber (laughs) pay-per-view, there's a lot of buzz on what went down on SmackDown, a lot of spoilers that leaked this week in regards to a certain superstar who's going to be making his entrance into the chamber, taking over that spot from an injured Randy Orton. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, We're also going to be joined for the first time ever in a reporting capacity uh, on behalf of Chris Kelly, who could not be with us tonight, headlocks to headlines dot com Ashley is my name is going to be stepping in tonight and uh, showing krelly how the news is done i think he 's actually going to up i think he's going to upstage krelly tonight I really do but see i 'm putting the pressure on him he 's scared shitless right now he 's changed his diaper at least three times in my intro because he 's worried he 's going he 's going to fuck up tonight Ashley, I have all the faith in the world on you matt you 're going to do fine so don 't worry it 's all good But make sure you carry the baby wipes with you, okay? It's all good. No pressure. This whole show depends on how good you are tonight. Or actually, it might just depend on me. I don't know. But either way, I just like stirring the pot. I like it. So Ashley's going to join us to talk a little news of the week. The sensational Sean is not going to be a part of the program tonight. He had other things going on tonight Uh, with Sean well. He will probably more than likely be in attendance next week on the show. So we're not going to have a huge gaming segment tonight. There are a couple stories that I kind of want to break down and uh, have a new site to pimp out for all my gaming news that we're going to be talking about a little later on. And uh, really, after that, guys, we're going to be opening up the phone lines. Because I want to hear from you guys. I have been, what, the last three weeks in and out of here. A lot of stuff's been going on in my life. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what's been going on with you, what you think of the current product right now, what you think of Raw, SmackDown, the Elimination Chamber coming up. Open phone line once I'm done with all this stuff. So I want... I want you guys to participate. Very call heavy tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody who gave me well wishes, whether you were on the network, whether you weren't on the network, uh, friends, family, all you guys that that reached out to me in this very difficult time and gave me well wishes and support. Thank you so much. It meant so much to me, and it certainly meant a lot to my family. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. It means a lot to me okay now that we've got all that done the nerves are starting to chill out a little bit back to business jj let's get on with the show let's go ahead and run down the happenings of tonight's edition the go home edition if you will if you will baby of WWE smackdown Ah, SmackDown. I actually had an opportunity tonight to watch SmackDown. Most of you that didn't know the last couple of weeks, uh, I really haven't watched a lot of wrestling. I did catch Raw this week. uh, But the weeks before that, I really haven't had a chance to to sit down and watch what's been going on. So tonight was new for me because I didn't watch SmackDown. Uh, Last week, I was actually in transit last Friday night. Um, Quick story before we get into the SmackDown recap. I, when we set up the the trip to arkansas to basically handle dad's affairs and and to lay him to rest um we literally took a flight where going down there was talk that we might end up having i don't know three or four different layovers because we're looking at the price obviously last minute you know you you don't get to negotiate your price i mean if you book in advance, it's a lot cheaper um Going into this, I had to, to, you know, do a last minute flight. So I made sure that I got a direct flight from Calgary to Denver and from Denver to Little Rock. And so I got there early Tuesday morning and um, was able to meet up with with the family, with my brother, and and start working on what we needed to get worked on. On the the night, on that Thursday, when I was booked to come home, unfortunately, with the ticket that we used, um, I was flying a different airline. And I had to fly from Little Rock, Arkansas to get home to Calgary. I had to fly from Little Rock to the the land of the nature boy, Ric Flair. I had to fly all the way to Charlotte, North Carolina. So I went all the way out to the east to catch a flight in Charlotte. I had about a two-hour layover in Charlotte. And I found out the security does not really like it when you run around nude in a flare robe yelling, woo! It's not really good. They, They frown upon that. You know, even though it's flare country, they do frown upon it, so... I would advise you guys, next time you're in Charlotte, don't do that. They don't like that. It's the best five bucks I ever spent. Too bad that kid got, you know, taken away by Homeland Security. But, hey, wasn't my problem. So, anyway, from Charlotte, I go all the way to Phoenix, which, you know, okay, I'm basically backtracking here, but I go to Phoenix. From Phoenix, I've got about another hour, hour and a half, close to two-hour layover. So, from Phoenix, we bypass Denver, and I go straight all the way to Calgary bottom line, I was at the airport at 9 a.m. Thursday last week on the 9th. Flew out at 11. I got home here in Calgary about 1 o'clock in the morning my time. That's Mountain standard time. So if you're on the East Coast, that'd be like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. So it was a pretty late night for me. And I literally spent days after that just kind of, you know, relaxing, winding down, busy, busy couple weeks been crazy but i just wanted to share that with you guys so anyway let's go ahead and talk some uh, some smackdown we start things off with randy orton sitting in teddy long's office he basically teddy long is telling randy orton that there's nothing he can do because that he you know he's he has this concussion he won't be able to compete at the elimination chamber Um, of course orton is not happy he's pissed that he's been taken out of action by the world heavyweight champion daniel bryan Um, Orton's frustrated because he hasn't even made his way to the arena yet, and basically Teddy says, look, you you know, you can't wrestle. You're hurt. You're going to have to leave, so he is escorted out of the arena by security guards. Orton just walks out of the office and is escorted out of the arena. So now we have our first match of the night. We have Big Show and his tag team partner, the Great Khali, I know, that's a crazy tag team, taking on the team of... Cody Rhodes and Wade Barrett. Really good match here. You know, everybody's waiting for the big show to, to turn heel, you know, to because all the hype is going into his WrestleMania match with, you know, the rumored opponent, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, like I said, pretty good match. I thought that Cody Rhodes did a great job working over the Great Khali, made the Great Khali look pretty good. Just to see a guy like Cody kind of dominate Khali for a little bit was great. Um, I thought it got a little, little rough between Great Khali and Wade Barrett. Chemistry just really wasn't there. I know Wade missed a lot of moves going toward the Great Khali. I think he tried to hit him with a kick, and I think he missed him by about a foot. But it looked a little rough between those two. But in the end, uh, basically, we see the Big Show chokeslam Wade Barrett for the win. And then he ends up knockout punching the Great Khali when they argue after the match. So your winners, the Big Show and the Great Khali. Khali gets knocked the fuck out bottom line we see a backstage segment with teddy long on the phone talking about uh orton's concussion when in walks the former world heavyweight champion the master of the hall of pain none other than big mark henry who says that he deserves the spot in the elimination chamber now that orton's out while he's basically bartering to get his position we have the big show walk in and of course uh Mark Henry takes you know, takes offense to this and says, no, 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 you wait your turn, I'm talking. Uh, to which, of course, we see the Big Show KO punch Mark Henry, and he says that, you know, after what I, I just did, Teddy, I want Daniel Bryan tonight. When, when and if Big Show ever decides to retire from the business, he will have a fantastic job as a furniture mover as he literally rearranges Teddy Long's office. And Teddy gets the hell out of Dodge. So I guess really... In a word, tonight's SmackDown could be construed as chaos. Ted DiBiase versus Hunico with Camacho in his corner. This is a, a really quick little match, and this is what I don't understand about Ted DiBiase and Hunico. This entire feud is based on the fact that Hunico and Camacho weren't invited to a DiBiase Posse tailgate party. Really? I mean, not to steal the Miz's thunder here, but Really? Our feuds are relegated now to being, you got two Latino talents who are after an aristocratic guy who's not even really using the DiBiase gimmick. You know, he's not the million dollar man. You know, he's for the people, which which I think is great for Ted DiBiase because I'm liking this gimmick for him. But these two are upset that they didn't get invited to the DiBiase posse party. Really? I'm so lost. I'm so lost with this. I mean, that, and, and I love the the entrance that these guys have, you know, with the custom bicycles. I, I just, you know, I mean, Jesus, Vince, could we get any more stereotypical? I mean, but then again, I get, we're talking about a company that in the past has had Mexican talents come down on a fucking lawnmower. WWE, got to love it. Anyway, the winner here ends up being uh, Hunico. After uh, Ted gets uh, basically hung up by Camacho and Hunico rolls him up for the win. Yes, he rolls him up for the win. People are like, J.J., why aren't you mad that this is a roll-up? Because last I checked, this was the only roll-up of the night. It's okay to win with a roll-up as long as it's not every match on the card. So want to make sure that I'm specifying this so I don't get any TNA double standard hate here. Uh, next up, we have a good tag team match, the Usos. And I still love their entrance, by the way. And I think these guys are really gelling well as a tag team versus the tag team champions Primo and Epico, who, of course, were accompanied by the lovely Rosa Mendez. And as much as I hate to say it, the most appealing thing about these two is Rosa Mendez. I mean, Primo and Epico are good in the ring. I just find them boring. And they're the tag team champions in a division that doesn't even exist. The best thing they have going for them is Rosa Mendez. It's true. Just my opinion, but it's true. Anyway, um, at one point, I know Booker T, this is gets set. The one thing the Usos. I think it was Jay Uso hits, uh, I think, Primo with a super kick. And Booker's like, oh, right to the chin. And I looked, and it was actually like right to the right peck. Like, he came nowhere close to the face. He hit him right there in the peck. And took him down. I just I love a commentary fucks that up for you. But uh, anyway, we thought that was going to be it as the Usos were setting up for their tag team maneuver. And of course, uh, with a backstabber, Primo and Epico get the win here. But uh, I thought it was a pretty strong showing for the Usos. So I'd like to see these guys at some point in time receive some tag team gold. Who knows? We'll see. Um, next up, we have a, a nice Daniel Bryan promo segment. Um, he talks about taking Randy Orton out on Monday. On Raw, um, he talks about how the Big Show was escorted away from the arena, and uh, I, I got to be honest, I'm really liking the direction they're taking with this Daniel Bryan character. At first, I was kind of on the fence. I didn't really know how they were going to pull this off, you know, with Daniel Bryan, because they, they really haven't given this guy an opportunity to uh, to showcase how dominant he is. But I like the fact that he's becoming that Weasley. Um, cowardly champion you know i'm a big fan of those type of characters and i think he pulls this off really well um he gets he gets on to lillian and says announce him as the winner uh because he was supposed to take on randy orton tonight but since he's not here um that he wins the match by forfeit so lillian of course stands up and reluctantly um says he's the winner of course teddy long comes out and says he shouldn't celebrate and says that he is going to have a match, and he brings out Sheamus. And I think this is a little uh, foreshadowing, because I have a feeling that the WrestleMania main event for the World Heavyweight Championship for SmackDown is going to be Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. I I really do. And the irony to that is that, if you remember WrestleMania last year, they were supposed to be on the card for a U.S. title defense. And it ended up being the dark match and they ended up making it a battle royal after the match had started. Kind of ironic, don't you think? You know, If Trey was here, he'd be singing More Morissette right now. I'm going to have to get that sounder, I guess. Every time we talk about irony, I'm going to have to play some Alanis Morissette. I don't know. Maybe that's just something I'll do on the network here in the near future. A lot of changes coming to the network in the, the next few weeks and months. I'm excited about some of them. Some of them you guys might not be excited about, but we'll see. Have faith in J.J. He knows what he's doing. So we have Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. Uh, This is a really good match, and there are times when Daniel Bryan tries to leave the ring. And, uh, you know, Sheamus goes on the outside and catches him. Um, Best spot, though, for me was when Sheamus is just pounding on Daniel Bryan in the corner. And uh, Daniel Bryan spits on him, to which Sheamus loses it goes into the corner and just starts beating the shit out of him. The referee breaks it up, and Daniel Bryan keeps egging him on. And, of course, the referee calls for for a disqualification because he goes back and starts beating up Daniel Bryan, who's in the ropes. Uh, A very clever way for Daniel Bryan to end the match and uh, to get under the skin of Sheamus. Like I said, the road to WrestleMania started with these two, and this is going to be your SmackDown World Heavyweight Championship match. And I'm looking forward to what these guys can deliver uh, on the big time on the big stage at WrestleMania, because Daniel Bryan, fantastic technical worker. Sheamus is by far one of the best talents this company has had in, I'd say, the last 10 years. You know, he's a great dominant heel. I mean, this is a guy that, he's very old school to me. You know, he's going to make you sell his shit, whether you want to or not. I mean, go back and look at all the matches he had with John Morrison about a year ago. You know, when Morrison wasn't selling, he was beating the shit out of this guy and making him sell. So uh, I think Sheamus is going to get a a big WrestleMania moment this year when he beats Daniel Bryan for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's just my two cents on it. So your winner by disqualification, Daniel Bryan. Next up, we have Cody Rhodes and Wade Barrett and Teddy Long's office asking about what's going on with Randy Orton's spot in the Elimination Chamber. Teddy doesn't know what he wants to do yet, but... He's going to figure it out. He says that uh, they're going to have a chance later on to compete in that as he puts on a wild card battle royal. And then we find out that in this wild card battle royal that there will be a member of Raw. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Next up, we have Jinder Mahal versus Ezekiel Jackson in a match where, you know, a lot of people aren't too high on Jinder and I think his character has fallen flat. Now he's got the evil heel beard. You know, because when you when you put a beard on somebody, that changes everything. Look at Daniel Bryan; he's got a beard now. He's a dominant guy. You know, he's the world heavyweight champion, and nobody can beat this kid. Now you put a beard on Jinder Mahal, and he's beating the shit out of Ezekiel Jackson. It's all about the beard, folks. It's all about the beard. Um, Just just a quick little match, and Jinder actually ends up getting him with a camel clutch, and he makes Jackson tap out. Could this be the start of a winning streak for Jinder Mahal? guess we'll find out next up we have tag team diva Ma- uh, tag team diva action excuse me uh, Tamina Snuka and Alicia Fox taking on the tandem of Beth Phoenix and Natalia <laughs> lots changed since I was last on the air with Natalia let me tell you uh, maybe it's just me but when Tamina and Alicia Fox actually made their way down to the ring i felt like they just came off a safari and killed animals because you've got Tamina Wearing the leopard cheetah print stuff. And then you've got Alicia Fox looking like she just killed somebody's dog. I, did anybody else get that kind of feeling? I mean, where's PETA? If I'm PETA, I'm boycotting this product. I'm serious. Because that's what it looked like to me. It looks like they just raided the animal farm. Killer. So, anyway, uh, this is a pretty interesting match for the Divas. Um, at one point, we see a pretty good series from Alicia and Natalia where Natalia applies the sharpshooter, um, and then the ref smells Natalia's fart. He breaks the hold, and she argues with him. Tamina tags in, slams Natty, and then hits the Superfly Splash for the win. So Tamina Snuka and Alicia Fox get the win, and then Beth Phoenix attempts to attack Tamina, who then gets taken out by Tamina as well, And Beth retaliates by getting out of the ring and avoiding the superfly splash. I don't even know how to politically say this correctly, because this is the first chance I've really had an opportunity to really comment on on, on the matter. Natalia Neidhart, whether you think she's a fantastic talent, whether you think she's horrible at talking on the microphone, and I'm putting my personal feelings aside, because a lot of you know that I've worked with Natty, that... We used to be friends. I haven't talked to her since she signed with the WWE. Let me let me go ahead and stress that now. I have not spoken to Natty since about 2007, 2008, when she signed her contract and moved to Florida to be a part of the WWE. We were we were pretty good friends up until that point, point. and we still interact on Twitter every now and then, me and me and her, and of course Tyson Kidd. Now, personal feelings aside, Natty is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world is she great at talking absolutely not absolutely not promos kind of lack a little bit love you natty but it's true in ring there's not many better i don't understand why this company wants to rib the best workers that they have now harmony and i talked about this earlier tonight another example here would be Rhonda Singh. If you don't know who Rhonda Singh was, she was one of the best women's talents ever to grace a ring, whether it was Japan, the United States, Canada, anywhere. Rhonda Singh was badass, folks. Rhonda Singh was the precursor to Awesome Kong. Now you're asking me, who is Rhonda Singh? Well, you knew her briefly in the WWE as Bertha Faye, and she was a joke as Bertha Faye. But the girl was fucking dominant. She knew how to fucking work. And she was good at it. We have a similar situation with Natty Neidhart. Who is fantastic. Knows how to work. But for some reason, has to be the butt of a joke. No pun intended, Natty. I mean, how embarrassing is it to have to go out there, knowing your family's history, and have to put over a gimmick that you have gas. That you fart during matches. I am just literally taken aback by this. And I'm going to tell you what. She must be getting paid great money. Because whether I signed a contract with that company or not, and they put me in a gimmick like that, I think I'd have to walk out. It's disrespectful, and it's wrong. But we're in the age of Vince McMahon, who likes to do this to people. He likes to fucking embarrass people. He's done it his entire life. I could name a thousand different examples, but I'm not going to because I don't need to. I think it's pathetic. I think it's callous. And if I'm any member of the Hart family, if they ask me in six months if I'm Bret Hart to come in and do something, I tell Vince to go suck it. Or maybe I give him another black eye. I think it's disrespectful and it's fucking wrong. And I hope that when her contract is up, I hope she's made enough money that she doesn't ever have to work for the son of a bitch again. Talk about long-term damage to her career. Are you kidding me? She has a farting gimmick? Insane. Just one reason why you shouldn't really pay any attention to what the WWE does. I'm insulted. And if you don't agree with me, that's fine. You don't have to. Everybody has their own opinion here. On my show, i let you know what my opinion is. You can feel free to argue with me if you'd like. Again, putting personal feelings aside. I haven't spoken in Italian years. But I wish her well, and I feel bad for her. And I'm embarrassed for Jim Neidhart, that he has to tell people, yeah, my daughter's a wrestler for the WWE. And she has, a, she has a gas gimmick. She has bad gas. She farts. I'm sure that's what Jim wanted for his daughter. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that's what Brett wants for his niece. Way to go, WB. Keep it up. Let's keep pushing Alicia Fox, who can't wrestle herself out of a paper bag. Let's push Kelly Kelly, who spends most of the time on her back in the backstage area. Let's push Tamina Snuka, because all of a sudden we realize that she's the daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and she does one thing really well. It is what it is, folks. It's a dead division. But that's just my two cents. So next up we have this big main event, this wild card battle royal. And we start things off with uh, all the members of SmackDown getting into the ring. And then John Laurinaitis and David Otunga make their way out. As David Otunga is the the person from Raw who's going to be involved in this wild card battle royal to determine the spot in the Elimination Chamber this Sunday on pay-per-view. I thought as soon as David Otunga walked out, I thought, man, they're all going to jump him and take him out first thing. I was pleasantly surprised that David Otunga, who I happen to think is a really good talent. I like the David Otunga character. I hate that he's John Laurinaitis' bitch, but I think the guy's got a great physique. I think he's gotten so much better in the ring in the last year. And I think that in years to come, David Otunga, despite the fact that he might be married to Jennifer Hudson, is actually starting to forge his own identity. And it's not so much about Jennifer Hudson anymore. I think this guy is going to be someone to watch in the future. I'm not saying he's going to be a world champion, but I think he might be top of the mid-card one of these days. And uh, I'm impressed with what they've done with him thus far. Basically, we come down to David Otunga and Santino Morella. These are your final two in this wild-card battle royal, to which the SmackDown announcers are just going crazy here they they can't believe santino's made it all the way to the end and then wouldn't you know it by some strange fluke santino morella gets the win and is now qualified for the 2012 smackdown elimination chamber this sunday live on pay-per-view where he will get his opportunity at a smackdown world heavyweight championship match well actually he has the opportunity to win the title in said match let me clarify that so I know that Twitter and Facebook and everybody in the IWC just went nuts this week. As soon as they found out that Santino is now in the SmackDown chamber. People were upset. People were bitching. Oh, my God. How can you ruin the Elimination Chamber? Why Santino? Oh, my God. Wah, wah, wah. It was bad, folks. It was bad. I literally sat at home from Casa de la Sexe and watched the, the, the meltdown of the Internet. And laughed. I chuckled. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Santino Morella, Son of a Gun, going to be the next WWE World Heavyweight Champion. It's fantastic, folks, because I see one of two scenarios happening. One of two scenarios is going to play out here. Mark Tape, listen intently. Scenario A, Santino Morella makes his entrance into... The Elimination Chamber. Before he can even get in the door, it's a bad day to be a white boy because, goddammit, Mark Henry will beat the living shit out of Santino and take his spot in the Elimination Chamber match. That's scenario one. Scenario two is a little crazy, but bear with me, you'll like it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you won't. Scenario two Santino Morella and Daniel Bryan are the last two pods to open. Daniel Bryan being the last pod opening. Or maybe he's the next to the last. Either way, Santino and Daniel Bryan are the last two pods opening. I see Daniel Bryan getting, if it's just those two, say there's eliminations that happened prior to this, and it's just those two, Daniel Bryan gets a quick roll-up on Santino. Doesn't wrestle a lick in the Elimination Chamber match, which obviously is against him and really puts him and his title run in jeopardy. He gets a quick roll up, beating Santino and retaining the World Heavyweight Championship. Why, you say? Because it's a Weasley and wormy way to work things. It also goes to the fact that Daniel Bryan has had everything in his favor since winning the World Heavyweight Championship. And this makes no difference. I see one of those two scenarios playing out. That's the only reason you put a guy like Santino in the Elimination Chamber. You don't need a comedy spot fest in the Chamber. But then people will bitch and moan about how Daniel Bryan retained the title by beating Santino in the Elimination Chamber. I think it builds. So that's what I'm going with here. That's my scenarios. We'll see what happens this Sunday, which... You're not buying the pay-per-view make sure that well even if you do make sure that you tune in over here to the sns radio network www.snsradionetwork.com but you know that because you're here and listen to our continuous coverage of the elimination chamber pay-per-view right here on sunday night showdown that's right i'm back it's gonna be fun so that's gonna do it for our smackdown recap in a word it was chaos it was chaotic but not a bad show overall pretty good a go-home show we got some things set up going into the elimination chamber so i'm going to give it a a, i'm gonna give it a b minus not bad not a bad show at all but uh that is going to do it for the smackdown recap here in a second i'm going to be joined by none other than ashley is my name and we're going to be running down the news of the week so ashley if you're listening this is your cue to call my friend hit me up on skype And uh, let's go over some news of the week. Sponsored, of course, by Headlocks to Headlines.com. Got to give a special shout-out to uh, Chris Kelly. Unfortunately, could not be able to join us, really, tonight or the next month. And uh, I'm looking into facilitating some changes here on Unplugged. Uh, Considering Crelly's schedule, I've got some things that I'm going to talk with him and try to work out. But uh, as it stands right now, Crelly will not be on the program this month. But uh, he did... Get me a fantastic fill-in, and ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, joining me on the phone line, I see his pick right there in front of me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one, the only, Ashley is my name. What's going on, man?
4: Hey, JJ, how are you doing?
6: I'm good, man. How are you? Um, better. This, the past half an hour has eased me in. Well, just remember something. The success and failure of this show depends <laughs> upon you, Ashley. <laughs> oh, I like it. no pressure no pressure pressure. you can do this and since you're joining me for the for the news segment tonight we've got a a brand new theme music well i mean it's not you know it's still a rough cut but we've got some brand new background music for our uh, our news of the week we're gonna go with some dirty laundry all right well i don't have it so fuck it let's go with the news
4: (laughs) (laughs) well the first thing we might as well touch on is what you just talked about the um santino situation Because I know some people are unhappy. Oh my God, it's Santino. But also, you've got to take into account, oh my God, they revealed it on WWE.com on Wednesday.
6: True that, true that.
4: Unless it's for something like, you know, they have to give so many hours' notice to changing one of their major matches, or else people will go, I want a refund.
6: That is true. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, seriously. (laughs) I think it works. Yeah.
4: No, I I, I see it as kind of acknowledgement for Santino because it was about 12 months ago that he was in that big car crash, wasn't he? I think it was, yeah. Roughly so. Here's where he gets the rub. My view on what's going to happen with Santino, he'll eliminate Carly, do his trumpet celebration, Big Show hits him with the WMD and gets immediately... Taken out. I think Santino is going to put eliminate somebody.
6: Probably the so. The obvious
4: choice is Carly.
6: Oh, look, we found it. You know what the problem was? I labeled it something completely different. Ah. That's that's God. prep work for you folks. That's that's, doing, <laughs> that's that's live radio right there.
4: Exactly. Um. Next, we might as well talk about um, a couple of big things that came out of today this past week. Uh, first was a pretty nasty injury to uh, Jesse Sorensen. Uh, it was the opening match of the pay-per-view, and about two minutes in, Zima Ion did a leap. I think it was a backwards moonsault onto Jesse, and Zima's knee connected right on the top of Jesse's skull.
6: You know, I, I saw the footage of this, and um, a lot of people are, I know, blaming Zima Ion. But if you go back and you watch the footage, look at how Jesse kind of turned away. I, I think that it, it scared him. And let, let's not forget, as uh, Kid Cash always calls him, Mr. Ten Days in the Business. Um, yeah. This is definitely a big rookie mistake on, on his part. But I think Zima also tried to adjust himself in midair because Jesse turned And I think that's what really led to it. It's just an unfortunate accident. I know a lot of people are mad that Zima Ion uh, was the perpetrator here and that Jesse was the victim. In professional wrestling, things like this happens. It's part of the game. You know, you don't want to see anybody get injured, but if you guys aren't working together in tandem to really make things go over well, I mean, you've got to be just as good as the guy that's jumping off the turnbuckle. In fact, you've got to be the one to catch him. And if you hesitate and mm. make one wrong move, things are going to happen. And it's unfortunate, but I hope Jesse Sortson as well. I know that he's got uh, an injury to what is C1, I believe is what they said.
4: Yeah, C1 vertebrae fracture with uh, bruising on the spinal cord.
6: Yeah, and, and the doctors are saying he will make a, a complete recovery. But, uh, yeah, I, he's I out I the
4: hospital, and I think he's recuperating at home, yeah.
6: I think that this, uh, this should be a lesson to guys that... Uh, jump into the business and don't get extensive training you know these things happen and i'd like to see jesse Sorensen take a lot of time coming back and maybe relearn some things that that he learned because
4: oh there's there's somebody who doesn't want him to take a lot of time to get back hogan no angle oh angle yeah tweeted i visited jesse he's moving his arms and legs Doctor say one year recovery i say four months kurt are you a doctor no shut up
6: Oh, well, let's not forget, we're talking Kurt Angle, the guy who wrestled WrestleMania, what was it, 19, with a, with a broken frickin' neck against Brock Lesnar, and then opted yeah. to have a four-month layover where he did an experimental surgery that did him no favors. He didn't take the same surgery that guys like Benoit and Austin and Edge took where he was out a year. He took an experimental surgery, and he's had nothing but neck problems since doing so. So if Jesse mm. Sorensen is smart, he'll do what everybody else does, take a year, and then you know, maybe kind of relearn his craft or rethink some decisions here because too many of those mistakes, and you're pretty much done. And for a kid that just started, that's not looking so good for Jesse.
4: What's interesting, though, when the UK got the broadcast of the pay-per-view on Wednesday, they cut away so you didn't see the, uh, the incident.
6: Oh yeah, they, they want to so make sure all the that you UK don't. UK
4: fans it. have no idea what happened.
6: Yeah, I mean they do that though typically. They they try to edit that stuff out where you don't see people get injured.
4: Well they didn't edit it out on impact.
6: They
4: right. They showed it again. So hopefully hopefully the UK actually gets to see it this time when it gets aired. I think it's Sunday Impact is. Anyway, the um the other big news that came out of TNA this week is Vince Russo's gone.
6: I know that people in the internet are like, hallelujah, I can't believe it. Now we're going to see.
4: Especially Nim, probably. Oh, yeah.
6: oh Nim, Nim is ecstatic. Yeah. He, he had a jorgasm the minute he found out Russo was gone. <laughs> I, I'm willing to bet that Nim got on the phone and called Jim Cornette and they had a jorgasm together. I don't know. But uh, bottom yeah. line Vince Russo Jim gone Cornette from the company. Have
4: I just died?
6: Exactly. But uh, yeah, I,
4: apparently it was. Um... Vince getting unhappy uh, and getting a bit, you know, flustered and tired with everything in TNA. So as Dixie tweeted, uh, TNA and Vince Russo have usually parted ways as of this week. The separation is amicable and professional. We are glad for the opportunity to have worked together and wish each other nothing but good luck and success in the future.
6: Now, a lot of people in the Internet land are thinking that this means Vince Russo is going back to the WWE. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking (laughs) a chance in hell. Not going to happen, folks. And then uh,
4: because after hearing all these gossip and rumors, uh, Vince's son, Will, who was working on the production side, phoned into TNA and said, right, I'm quitting. If dad's quitting,
6: bye. But now we get the opportunity to see if TNA gets better from this, if Russo was really the problem. You know, I mean, a lot of people are willing to give this show a second chance now that the so-called cancer, Vince Russo, is out of the company. We'll see. Time will tell. But if storylines get better, if in-ring action gets better, if scripted endings to matches get better, then one could assume that Vince Russo might be part of the problem. I mean, this is not a guy that we just one day said, oh, yeah, Vince Russo is the problem. I mean, he was instrumental in really the demise of WCW. You know, Bischoff was as well. But Russo really killed it that last year that they were there.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> um, but it'll be interesting to see how um Dave Lagana does now with stepping into the role of director of creative res- Creative writing. Creative wrestling.
6: <laughs> what the hell are you smoking? Cause...
4: <laughs> but it's because c- Lagana been was head of the writing and stuff for this Ring Car King that... um. I believe Rockport in the chat and quite a few other people have been posting. And actually, it's been pretty good. Especially because Scott, Scott Steiner wants to beat up the Indians for no reason. Pe- possibly because he's Scott Steiner.
6: You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of the uh, the Ringkaw King. I did see the first episode. I watched about the first ten minutes of it. You know, when they were really doing all the... Uh, it was very Bollywood, you know, watching yeah. it.
4: Yeah, the intro was very Bollywood. And they've oh. got, you know, a huge cricketer, which is like baseball. <laughs> except except it involves uh, less man and goes on for longer. Well, know,
6: well, here's an interesting tidbit and I think Mark DeShark Shark DeCarlo <laughs> talked about this uh, last week on Sunday Night Showdown. Um, there's a big PWA Prairie Wrestling Alliance card on uh, on Saturday, tomorrow night in Edmonton in which believe it or not the PWA championship which is one of the five championships or six championships now that uh, former WWE talent, former tag team champion of the WWE, former member of the Hart Dynasty, formerly known as D.H. Smith, ah, Smith, Harry Smith, or Brock yes. A- Smith as he's calling himself now too, is the uh, PWA champion, and he's going to be defending that title against his tag team cohort from Ring King, none other than Chavo Guerrero Jr. So that's going to be a very interesting Ooh, matchup. Even
4: more interesting yes. because, spoiler for all you people watching Ring Car King, they're both the tag team champions in Ring Car
6: King as well. That's right. So it's champion versus champion for the PWA championship.
4: How many times can we say championship? Quite a lot. We
6: can there say it are. three times there champion, champion, champion. Yeah. Champion.
4: Is there subliminal messaging here? Champion. JJ, Pi. champion. I don't know. There you go. Speaking of... Well, we talked about injuries. Uh, Zach Ryder. That was a nasty bump on the roll.
6: Yeah, but did anybody else think it was funny as hell? I, I went on Monday night, since I had the night off, I went to uh, the Englewood Golf Club, which, for most of you that don't know, Mark the Shark is the manager of the uh, the lounge there. And, well, uh, he was half oil. You know, he... He's been very vocal about that, but he invited me up to try some of their uh, world-renowned nachos, new to the menu. And I looked at his menu, which is pretty stunning, by the way. Um, so we watched Raw on the big fifty-two-inch screen there at the at the uh, the lounge. And uh, man, I, I I gotta admit, I, I I couldn't believe that spot was Zack Ryder. I mean, it looked funny as hell. And then watching the replay, I mean, God, Zach must have been hurt after that fall. I mean, that yeah. was just rough on the knees and the spine. It looked like he went straight down on his face. I mean, credit to Zach Ryder. I haven't ever seen anybody thrown off a stage like that in a wheelchair. Um, one hell of a bump that kid took.
4: I've seen it with a dumpster. Not in a wheelchair. It just wasn't, imagine it, that could have been what happened to May Young before – The Dudley stopped the wheelchair and Bubba bombed her for a table.
6: I still love going back and watching that shit from 2000 when Bubba had that orgasmic look on his face after putting somebody through a table. Bubba got wood. I need a cigarette. Bubba's got wood. Bubba's got wood. (laughs) Like, JR, you pervert. Quit talking about that shit. It was the, yeah, that, no, it was the, was it Backlash
4: 2000 when they uh, put Trish through the table? He's going to shoot and he will score. And just the timing of it was perfect.
6: (laughs) Bubba's got wood. Bubba's got wood! (laughs) Bubba's got wood!
4: Yeah. Gotta love that stuff. Tessa and Abbott were just like, I like this shit. (laughs) But I I mentioned that because uh, both Joey Styles and Mick Foley were like, is he alright? Because, as you say, the landing was nasty. Uh, Foley said uh, um, legit concern. There's just way too much risk. That fall off the ramp might not be something you can get through with fortitude and ice packs. Zach has such a bright future. I hate to see his knees, ankles, and spine at such risk. That's the type of thing that can cost him weeks or months at the most vital time of his career.
6: All I, all I could think was, JR, when that happened, the only thing that's going through my mind was when JR um, was doing the commentary for Undertaker Mick Foley from Hell in the... What was it? No, King of the Ring from 98, from the Hell in the Cell. Oh, my God, he's been broken in half. And I kept thinking to myself, I, I would love to hear JR say, how do you learn to fall off a stage on a wheelchair on your face? <laughs> even, um,
4: <laughs> even Joey Styles said that's one of the worst falls I've seen, and that includes the original ECW.
6: Oh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty fucked up. <laughs>
4: yeah. All right, uh, next we'll turn to backstage heat section. Woo! We'll start off with Alberta.
6: I'm Alberta uh, the Real. I want the punch yes. to punch the Miz in the face.
4: Alberto appeared. Uh,
6: Although that sounds a lot well, like Santino, my bad. <laughs> Sant-
4: Santino versus Alberto. Who we?
6: Santino, Who we Alberto,
4: <laughs> But he appeared on uh, a radio station in California to promote the fact that he was returning to uh, house shows, not in a wrestling capacity, but just turning up and going, Alberto Del Rio, whatever.
6: Yeah, something about um, something about he wanted to punch Miz in the face in real life. Yeah, he, a-
4: he was asked about how well he got along with the wrestlers. And he said, to be honest, I don't like most of the guys. I hate the Miz. This is not part of the show. I really dislike him. I've tried to punch him in the face several times. Not in the ring. I mean outside. He's like a little girl. He's always running away from me. There's big differences between the Miz and I. I'm a real athlete. He's just a loud, stupid little kid. He's one of those guys who was probably bullied when he was in school, and that's the reason now that he's so loud and he wants to get attention from everybody.
6: You know, kind I... of ironic
4: that he says this in the same week that Alberto Del Rio is reported to be disliked by everybody else backstage at WWE.
6: Well, I mean, with comments like that, I mean, it's not hard to, to figure this guy, I mean, is a pompous ass. I mean, he plays a great one on TV. I mean, yeah. is it a stretch that he might really be an asshole in real life? I mean seems to me like he's been handed pretty much the world since his run with the company. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, going back yeah. to his vignettes a couple of years ago, um, he was pretty much a made man oh. before he ever wrestled a match. Yeah.
4: Those vignettes went on for so long. Oh. I
6: thought
4: it would never end. Yeah. With that Del Rio backstage stuff, basically they... Most of the people backstage feel that he portrays himself as a master politician, struts around as a superstar, and a perception that he's not over to the level of his sizable push as the audience are basically not huge over his stuff. But apparently the company people are receptive to the fact that he's got potential because he's bilingual, cool, and has, quote,
6: a great movie star look. The the homophobic people are going to come out and say, oh, you said he was bi, what? (laughs) Bilingual, Bilingual. folks. Bilingual. Means he speaks English and Spanish. Not Mexican, as some of you would. Some redneck out there. He speaks English and Mexican, man.
4: Carly as well. What the
6: fuck Spanish? He ain't fucking Spanish.
4: Carly Carly speaks English and...
6: He speaks English and Mexican. Is he a Mexican (laughs) or a Oh.
4: So apparently they're basically saying... We've got to push Del Rio because there's no other Mexicans. Sin Cara's injured. Mysterio's injured. Who else is there? Hunico? Oh, wait, wait, he has to come riding down on a bike.
6: With, with, with Camacho. I mean, is that like a rib off, you know, Macho Camacho? Is, is that what we're, we're going for, the Hector Macho Camacho I want to see lawnmowers again. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the bike <laughs> thing is just hilarity to me. Oh, You know, he should, they should come out to the lowrider theme on a fucking bike.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, war. (laughs) Have one of those personalized horns as well on it. To that tune. (laughs) I like it. Um, now this is something that interests me, given that I am a fan of the X Division. And cruiserweight-style wrestling. Uh, Tajiri's smash promotion in Japan has announced that it's going to be shutting down next month. Tajiri added that the promotion's closing due to issues between management. Now, this may or may not have something to do with the fact that WWE are looking for cruiserweight cruiserweight wrestlers to appear on a new show on the, whenever it comes out, WWE Network.
6: Which I like and I don't like. I don't want it to be a separate show because, to me, that devalues it. Unless they put a lot of emphasis into it. I mean, Raw and SmackDown would benefit from having one cruiserweight division or one lightweight division that mm. you equal that you have equal opportunities on both shows. I mean, in other words, your champion might wrestle one week on Raw, the next week on SmackDown. Um, it, it kind of makes the lightweight division mean something. Uh, you know, if you give it its own show... You know, people don't want to watch just a show full of lightweight wrestlers. Now, we say, yes, we'd like to see this, but when they put a show and it fails, they're going to be like, well, this is why we don't have a lightweight division. Um, Yeah. You know, granted, when WCW was on top of the world with the NWO, it wasn't just the NWO. It was guys like Malenko and Mysterio and the Ultimo Dragon, you know, that were pulling out five-star matches as well. I couldn't see a whole show devoted to that, but having a segment on every show works wonders. So I don't know how this is going to work out for them. You know, on one hand, it may work. On the other hand, it might give them a reason to say, well, see, this is why we don't have them on our shows.
4: Also, well, speaking of shows, um, I think Seth Rollins was asked, what's happening to NXT? And (laughs) Seth basically said, NXT isn't a competition anymore. It's basically like superstars. It's a show that's going to keep going on forever.
6: Well, then why don't they end this redemption shit and just call it NXT and not worry about a season? It would be
4: good, wouldn't it? Yeah.
6: You know, I, I keep wondering. I haven't watched NXT in forever. I keep hearing about it and what's going on, and it just the sounds like trash.
4: The best is um, Regal on commentary. I just... Uh, Regal is... Last week, during the middle of, I think it was Maxine versus Caitlyn. Right. He said... he, he Apparently, he spoke to Maxine backstage, and then for about... Two minutes. He just na- he just started reading out lyrics to Morrissey and the Smiths some songs. Wow. There's a girlfriend in a coma and she's waiting for on the train and you know heaven knows I'm miserable now and
6: it's just like yes. Wow. Replace him with Booker T, please. So glad I don't waste my my time watching that show. I just don't care. But yeah, it's gonna be a third brand, I guess. NXT, fan fucking tastic. End redemption already, please.
4: <laughs> well, we might as uh, WWE will be having some big names apparently on this Monday's Raw because obviously this Monday's Raw is the official finale to the Road to WrestleMania, the six weeks to the big event, and apparently two people you will be starting to see more regularly are Big Shaquille O'Neal and Big Karma.
6: All right. I'm looking forward to that. I gotta see what they do with Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, I hope it's it's reminiscent of uh, the the Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, Lawrence Taylor spot where, you know, big uh, where basically Bam Bam lost the match. I think it was the tag team match, him and Tatanka to I think it was what Kid and Marty Jannetty? or Bob Holly. I can't remember which one of them so, was yeah. the tag team champions. Anyway, I'm getting older and my memory's starting to fade. Is I'm it, not looking it, it anything up of, on Wikipedia. Did, so. did they
4: do that same kind of angle with Big Show and Mayweather?
6: Thank you, Anthony. It was it was Kid and Holly. Um, but I want to see something where, you know, he loses a match and then, you know, Shaquille O'Neal gets in his face, maybe laughs at him, and, and they, they kind of do a stare down and Show pushes him and, you know, they get security out there to break it up. And, and I think that's really how you need to, to do this. I mean, they did something similar with, I mean, with way, with uh, excuse me, yeah, Mayweather, with Mayweather and Show, and you know, a lot of people bitch and complain that the Big Show, oh god, here it is again, he's going to have another match at a WrestleMania, and he's going to fucking lose. Well, here's the thing, I mean, whether you guys realize it or not, even though he's losing those matches, it's a high-profile spot, and you know, they gave Jericho the one with Mickey Rourke a few years ago, where he wasn't actually having the match with Rourke, he was supposed to, and they put the legends out there. It's just a special, you know, profile match. And, I mean, it gets a good buy rate. I think Shaquille O'Neal and Big Show could be fantastic. Two big. Big Show would be in his third. Oh, I'm telling you, man.
4: Because Akibono, that caused, you know, good press for Japan.
6: Yeah, but it didn't do shit for the American audience. I was like, who the fuck is Akibono? No,
4: they didn't didn't give a damn. They just, like, why are they wearing very small versions of Depends?
6: You know, now, the the Mayweather show, if you, you know, I kind of liked. I of course I was so behind Big Show it was it was ridiculous. I hate Mayweather. I think he's just an uppity little bastard. You know, he's just I I just I can't stand that guy. You know, the after, the,
4: the, after seeing the what happened in the boxing today, I'm ashamed to be British.
6: Well, the best oh. thing he ever did, Mayweather, was when he uh basically fronted the money for the for the Joe Frazier funeral. I mean, that's the classiest thing that guy's ever done in my opinion. I can't yeah. stand the little bastard.
4: No. I was I was appalled with that today, you know. Big showdown with Klitschko and some British fighter, and the British fighter decided to slap Klitschko right across
6: the face. I'd say a good English fighter. I I always like Lennox Lewis. That's, yeah,
4: you know why? He he
6: was classy. I liked him. Yeah,
4: but he, I secretly know why. Why is He got that? a gold medal for Canada at the Olympics.
6: Well, that would that would apply that I'm Canadian, and I'm not. I didn't even know that. No,
4: but. You got you got a Canadian wife.
6: Yeah, and she's she's proudly Canadian and I'm still proudly American. Yeah. So it's all no, good. I, no. We are the Can-Am, we we are the Can-Am connection. It's true. Exactly.
4: Uh, and talk of WrestleMania 28, yesterday they had the press conference for WrestleMania 29. I'd have loved it if they had the press conference at the MetLife Stadium and then they said we're holding it in Los Angeles. Just to swerve everybody, but yeah, April the 7th, 2013, put it in your diaries, because Rock's already confirmed that he's going to be there.
6: He may just be hosting it, but he's going to be there.
4: Well, it's fueling speculation that it's going to be Rock versus Cena free.
6: Oh, God. The no. reason why I say
4: free is because there's also word going around that Rock is going to be having a feud with somebody at SummerSlam. And some people think it's going to be a rematch with Cena, and then WrestleMania 29 will be the rubber.
6: See, I I would think that if that's the if that's the way they're going to go, then Cena gets to win at WrestleMania. Okay, Rock gets to win at Summerslam, and then Cena once again gets to win at WrestleMania because the whole point of him being there is to put over John fucking Cena. Yeah, but you know, Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what's happening with immigration. I did get a, a nice little piece of good news. While I was away. Um, so I'm hoping that my immigration status is going to change this year. So okay. um, if that does happen, I may, and this is just a May, I'm seriously considering going to WrestleMania 29. I've never been to New York, and I would love to go. Well, it's not New York, it's Jersey. Well, it's Jersey, New York. It's the same fucking area, okay? <laughs> I mean, there's not much difference. Bronx is going to be mad at me now. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but if I do, I, you know, I, I plan on hooking up with both, uh, with both Bronx and all our listeners from the Jersey, New York area, and uh, Andy Knowles. i, I got to say that crazy bastard, because yeah. it wouldn't P- be fun P- not to. A special
4: to. PWR, live from Central Park or something. I don't know.
6: <laughs> yeah, we'll do, we'll do a special unplug from Central Park. <laughs> you know, while we're on the air, we'll get fucking mugged. That would be great. That would be epic.
4: Right. Before I do this next story, warning to any children: put your fingers in your ears for about a minute. China's doing a porno again. Except this time, apparently, it's a WWE porn parody.
6: Yeah, it's isn't it called Queen of the Ring?
4: Ring Queen, and it's going to be a Royal Rumble type theme, and they're going to be parodying Triple H. Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, and Ric Flair. What makes me think when they have Ric Flair, there's going to be some kind of line like sixty-minute man.
6: Does anybody else kind of wish that Ed Ferrara was doing his Oklahoma gimmick for this for this parody, <laughs> so that he could say, "Oh my God, China's about to have thirty men enter her ass. It's the Royal Rumble, folks."
4: What what's that coming out? A pinata? What?
6: Pinata, pinata! <laughs> oh, she's been fucked so many times she's like a pinata.
4: <laughs> she's even got that multicolored paper over her. How the hell did they get that on her? If the dicks were oh, that... sticking
6: out of her, she'd be a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh wow! Oh, this is going good. <laughs>
6: uh, you know what? I, I, strangely enough, I have some bizarre. Desire that I want to actually see this train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally want to see this whole Hogan imposter. You know, it's time to fuck, brother. Oh wait, he does that with Brutus Beefcake. Never Considering mind. Considering there's
4: supposed to be some law where there has to be a lesbian scene in porn. I think I'm so. Guessing yeah. that's gonna be the finale.
6: Probably so. Probably so.
4: Hopefully it doesn't involve I, farting.
6: Uh, well, you know, if if they parody Natty, then they probably will have a, a farting chick. <laughs> You know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna parody the WWE, you may as well go ahead and get the good with the bad here. Uh, pretty sure she'll never be inducted anywhere in that company now, uh, especially after Triple H as a imposter. Triple H in this thing, this is gonna be this is gonna be epically bad on so many levels that I literally have to watch this. I, I'm gonna make sure that <laughs> I, I am it's going so to make bad. sure. It's It's a must watch. I am going to make sure that I get China on this program this time out. Instead of W WNL, I want an interview, and I want to talk about this thing. I <laughs> totally want to hear her point of view on this one. Hopefully, I'll Go get another free the, copy.
4: Not too gruesome details. Oh, my God.
6: This is, this is great stuff, I'm telling you. <laughs>
4: um, now, this is an interesting thing that I uh, call. Um, WWE made several office cuts with uh, more of a consumer product stuff uh jim connolly who was hired apparently about 10 years ago and a big guy was senior vice president then a couple of the other guys who worked underneath him were the senior management senior manager of home entertainment and senior director of global licensing now last week they got axed from the company wow the official word is they're reorganizing the department but most people think that that was the wrong move because they decided to do it right before the big New York Toy Fair. Which is a
6: big fucking fair. It is.
4: Basically, at the Toy Fair, people were being asked. WWE people were being asked who do they need to contact with regards to licensing deals. And the people there were like, um, we don't know. Wow. Wow. So, in marketing terms, that seems a bit screwed up.
6: I'd have to say that, yeah, you're right. That is a bit screwed up.
4: Speaking of marketing, Chris <laughs> Hero has now got his new
6: name. Oh, my God. Let me cut let me this. Loco Cassius one. Ono. Cassius Ono. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I was on Twitter earlier, and I talked about how WWE has the best creative department ever when they come to names. You've got Michael McGillicuddy, so you've got Double M. You've got Husky Harris, double H. Now you've got Cassius Ono. Really? So his his new initials now are KO. I wonder if they're going to work with that in any way. But Cassius Ono.
4: Oh god! I've just seen brass eyes comment in the chat I, about Vince Russo writing the porn parody. I I, I,
6: oh, I I just don't even know what to think anymore. I mean. <laughs> I know that, uh, that Joe Hennig put out a, a, a tweet this week in regards to the anniversary of his, his father, uh, the late great yeah. Kurt Hennig's passing, where he said that he wants to bring back the Hennig name and, you know, get rid of the Michael McGillicuddy name. Now's the time to do it. I, I mean, it's, it's a stupid gimmick. It's a stupid fucking name. You know, let the kid be a Hennig. I mean, shit, he's not Mr. Perfect by Come any on. means, but you know, no, don't give him the perfect gimmick because he's not that good. I mean, he's not yeah, bad. Less than perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could be less than perfect. No, I, I, I think that would be horrible. But, I mean, they got away from Dolph Ziggler being, I am perfection. Which, you know, if you'd have told me two years ago that Mr. Perfect's kid was going to be in the WWE, I would have thought he was Dolph Ziggler.
7: Mm-hmm. Just
6: based on the fact that he looks like him, he wrestles just as good, you know, and he just, he's got those looks. But Michael McGillicuddy, horrible fucking name. Get rid of it.
4: Starting now. I still remember that. As as I put over
6: as I put over on Twitter, my new thing with the WWE, sarcasm for the win when talking about the names.
4: And speaking of names, a big name is going straight to D V D from WWE because WWE have done a deal with twentieth century Fox Home Entertainment for three films that will be straight to D V D and Blu-ray and download and video on demand, one of which is the Marine Homefront,
6: which is uh, this time isn't
4: Ted DiBiase. Yes, Mr. Cena's back.
6: So this is pretty much in all, in all its glory, ladies and gentlemen, the most successful WWE film was the first Marine with John Cena, which came out in 2006. If you go back and you watch it, it's not a horrible movie. It's actually got some pretty good action scenes, but very cheesy action scenes. And there's, you know, some pretty good acting in it, you know, mainly from uh, the black guy that played the character of Morgan. I can't think of his name off the top of my mm-hmm. head, and from the man who made the Terminator uh, T1000, uh, very popular, Robert Patrick, who was hilarious. Robert in that Patrick, movie. yes. Um, but really, those are some of the elements that really made the, the first Marine movie great. The Marine Two was, was horrible. You know, I rented that with Harmony, oh, and I was it. like, Jesus, man, I like Ted DiBiase, but come on, this is this is bad. Um, does anybody else find it funny that you know, The Rock is in the number one movie, or at least was last week and a week number before? Number one family movie. Well, still, he's big at the box office with Journey no, he's Yeah, he's
4: making a lot of money, yes.
6: And now we find out that John Cena, his next project, is the Marine Homefront, straight to DVD. Does anybody so now, else... Now
4: I'm wondering if this has already been filmed, because if you remember back to TLC in December, he didn't do anything.
6: Does anybody else see the fact that going forward here, this is just going to be more ammunition for The Rock? I mean, he's got Journey 2 right now, which is doing well. When G.I. Joe, the ride... G.I. Are,
4: Joe is going to be huge. When,
6: yeah, when, when G.I. Joe Retaliation comes out.
4: Fast um, 6.
6: That, that's going to be huge. So this is going to be another way for him to argue that he's doing something and John Cena's just there. I, I mean, it's, it's just not even comparable at this point. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarity at its yeah. best, folks.
4: It's also worth noting that on DVD front, uh, I've seen the list of everything that's on the Edge DVD. Looks like a and, well, and the Blu-ray, and it looks like a very good package. They're giving him the old uh, Chris Jericho-style treatment: one-disc documentary, two-disc matches of his choice of his choosing.
6: Yeah, I might have to check that out. Looking in the chat room really quick. May says Rock's gonna get fucking paid big time for GI Joe 2. You're right. And then Shining Wizard, maybe Cena can actually be in the Tooth Fairy 2. Which, if you didn't know, apparently the Rock turned down the sequel for the Tooth Fairy. So maybe, maybe Disney could give that to John Cena. There you go. You like kids, John? You want to be in a in a family movie that that makes money? You could be the next Tooth Fairy. That then, isn't legendary. And and then you you know all your remarks that you made about him dancing around in a fucking tutu will be reflected on you. Who's getting paid, bitch? Who's getting paid? It ain't John Cena. It's the motherfucking rock, bitches. Dwayne's getting paid.
4: (laughs) My boy. Uh, Also worth noting that also in April, I think it's late April, or is it March? I can't remember what the poster said because I saw a picture of an advert for it. The new movie that he's in, Bending the Rules... There was a some kind of poster or magazine advert with it. Uh, Jamie Kennedy's in it as well. And um, Jennifer, for all you movie aficionados who know these next two names, Jennifer Esposito and Philip Baker Hall. So actually, considering it's a WWE film, it's got a pretty decent cast.
6: And which film is this, you said?
4: Bending the Rules, it's called. Oh, okay. it's a, it looks to be like a buddy cop thing.
6: I'm telling you, man, if they're going to do WWE movies, I want to see Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a buddy cop movie. Oh, do it like the other guys. Yes, I would love to see those two as, as like, partners, detectives, you know, investigating crime. I would love that. They would be so fucking hilarious in that role. Okay, the next
4: one I'll save because it's partially gaming and I think you might mention it. Considering it's been quite a bit of a buzz over Twitter and Facebook. It's probably the, the only thing days. I'm going to cover
6: on the, on the gaming segment tonight.
4: Okay. Quite well, possibly. I'll wait. I'll wait because we need to have a gaming segment of something. But uh, the last couple of stories is actually charity-based. Um, some WrestleMania special prizes are being dished out by uh, a Hall of Famer and a legend who should be in the Hall of Fame very soon. Uh, we'll start with the legend. Uh, the hardcore icon, or whatever you want to call him, hardcore legend McFoley has got a special thing that he's done. Uh, WrestleMania raffle, which ends March 15th, so you can enter pretty much any time between now and then. Uh, the prize is two club-level tickets to WrestleMania, two tickets to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony on the Saturday, two tickets to the following night's Monday Night Raw, um, an exclusive lunch with Eve Torres and three other surprise WWE Divas. And also a special breakfast with McFoley. Foley. Three nights hotel accommodation. A total travel allowance of $3,000 for flights and travel expenses and everything. And $500 for any additional expenses. And all the proceeds from that one go to uh, the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network. I will quickly get over to the chat room and post that link in the chat, and you can go to that there. But wait, there's more. Shawn Michaels has got one as well, and this has got less perks and more perks. You don't get, by the looks of it, tickets to the Hall of Fame or the following Night Raw, but you get premium seats to WrestleMania instead as Shawn Michaels guests. A 30-minute meet-and-greet with him for photos and autographs. free night hotel accommodation for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So technically, you should be able to go to the Fan Access event as well and get some stuff done there. And also $2,000 for travel expenses. And for that one, the proceeds benefit the Operation Homefront San Antonio, the Children's Hunger Fund, and the Ronald McDonald House. That sounds so awesome. Uh, For all of them, tickets for the raffle, are $2 each, but you have to buy at least a minimum of 5 when you start. So it's 10 bucks. You know what but the Ronald McDonald House is? Considering the prize that you get, it's right. pretty good. You know what the Ronald... There's the link for V. Shawn Michaels one.
6: You know what the Ronald McDonald House is, though, right? No. You don't. The Ronald McDonald House, um, from what I understand, and my ex-mother-in-law, used to, well, she still is the... She works for the neonatal unit at the Children's Hospital in Little Rock, Arkansas. And they've got a Ronald McDonald house that's literally right around the corner from the, from the hospital. And one of the big things that they do with the Ronald McDonald house is they help families out who have children who are experiencing illnesses and are in the hospital for <laughs> operations. That's one of the primary needs for the Ronald McDonald house. And uh, it's a very good charity. And, you know, it, it's really a great cause, especially, um, you know, considering that I'm a parent and I've been fortunate mm. enough not to have any major issues with my children, but it's nice to know that there are uh, establishments out there that will help you with that, and that's one of the good things about the Ronald McDonald House. So, I definitely, if you're going to donate to a charity, uh, that's one that I I definitely recommend, guys.
4: But yeah, both of those links are in the chat. Also, just noticed a bit from Rockport that I I think only came in today. Some indie film producer is apparently doing a martial arts action film. She's going to feature Charvo, Billy Gunn, Gail Kim, Winter, and Brooke Tessmacher. And it's going to be called Double Fury and coming out next
6: year. Sweet. I can't, love to, I, I can't wait to see Billy Gunn uh, hit a fame on on some Chinese guy. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking awesome. That, could that secretly be Rush Hour 4? It could be secretly Rush Hour 4. <laughs> Charvo is the Chris Tucker role. I don't know. Billy Gunn, do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? No, I can't hear what you're saying. I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good stuff. Anyway, so is that it for the news?
4: That's it apart from that one gaming story, but I think you're reporting it, so I'll I'll leave it till after.
6: Alright, well with that said, let's go ahead and take our commercial break of the night. We'll come back, cover uh cover maybe two or three quick little news stories, one in particular that I want to get to, and uh Then we're going to open the phone lines up, and I want to hear from you guys. Uh, It's it's been a long time, and and I I just want to to hear other voices. It's nice to have Ashley on the show tonight. Glad I'm not doing this show by myself tonight because I was really nervous. Not as nervous as you, mind you. (laughs) You see,
4: you're nervous. I'm nervous. We're both together. We get slightly less nervous.
6: (laughs) This is true. So that said, guys, we'll be right back with more Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network right after this.
7: Hey guys, what's up? This is Lauren
1: Mayhew and you are listening to JJ Sex Day on SNS Network. love
2: too
6: hey guys it's mr money on the mic JJ all caps sexy of the SNS radio network if you're looking for the latest news and professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the world worldwide web today visit headlocks to headlines.com that's headlocks the number two headlines.com it's the official news site of the SNS radio network you should make it your official news site as well once again triplewheadlocks to headlines.com.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a wrestling news line family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example here's the brand new commercial from Subway.
1: Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. M- my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. I uh, uh, I don't think this is working out.
2: Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family.
1: Hi, Samantha. <sighs> Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah.
4: I'm your girlfriend now.
1: Shit, bitch. The hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich.
7: Shit.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. You know,
6: in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin.
2: I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff.
6: They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth.
2: That moment when uh,
1: Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over.
6: You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart. But Don't piss
2: me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday
6: night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network.
5: Sandy ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer.
3: The following podcast is scheduled
7: to take you back in time host. Ring announcer Sean
6: Beckerman brings you pro-wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond
5: the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. Okay, folks, this is Philip Mindwipe Morris here, reminding you that basically I don't give a monkey's fuck, when it comes to actually doing stupid adverts like this. But nonetheless, I have to do one anyway, reminding each and every listener here to check out the Elite Force podcast. It's the sci-fi podcast that boldly goes where no fucker has gone before and hopefully never again. So... Be sure to check it out each and every single midweek with Chuck W. and with William Walkie Walker and myself laying it down as we see in the realm of science fiction. That would be from movies to television to audiobooks to music, etc, etc. So check it out each and every week exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, Chris Jones Gaming Network and the EliteForcePodcast.com. Also available on iTunes. Check it out. I'm not doing another one of these damn adverts, so you better have to check it out. Bye for now.
1: Remember that there are always possibilities.
6: Live long and play longer.
4: Oh, man. Hello, guys. My name is Dan Van Dam from the DailyGamePad.com. We have gaming news, reviews, and podcasts, and more. While we say we welcome you aboard to check out our website, we have news feeds from all across the internet, we have reviews that is from ample, if not considerate, reviewers, as well as we have podcasts coming in the works. So, stay tuned, strap down, strap
6: on, and... Well, get ready for your heavyweight championship of the world Because you are a champion, my friend When you look at TheDailyGamePad.com
5: TheDailyGamePad.com Your one-stop shop All video game-related news www.TheDailyGamePad.com
2: May the road rise up to meet you May the wind always be at your back May the sunshine warm upon your face. <coughs> may the rains fall soft upon your fields. And may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Until we meet... The Elimination
5: chair.
1: You didn't know? It's me. It's me. It's that D O W G, the Road Dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Unplug on the S N S Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words
3: for you: suck it.
6: All right, all right we're back right here on the sns radio network for of course unplugged i am of course mr money on the mic jj all caps sexy it's good to be back it's going to be holding down the fort and normally at this point in time we'd be bringing on the sensational sequel and we'd be talking some video game news we're not doing that tonight simply because well well, sean is uh attending a family function i wish sean the best and uh we'll Possibly hear from the sensational sequel next week on the program. But until then, I'm gonna hold down the fort. And there's not much that I want to talk about. But we do have a big news story that we're gonna break down here in a second. Ashley's still joining me, of course. Um for those of you that, For those of you that didn't know, the Mass Effect three demo is out. So check that out if, you, if you're interested in Mass Effect. i'm I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. I just hooked up my Connect this week. And um I haven't really played any games with it yet, and I've just been kind of messing around with the camera, and it creeps me out, to be real honest with you. <laughs> you know, it follows you around and stuff, and I'm telling you, I really think that Skynet is going to emerge from the Xbox Connect. I really do. It's freaking me out, actually. It's really freaking me out.
4: Yeah. It is weird when you see the um, everything following at you, kind of thing.
6: It's like, who's watching me in that camera? You know? It's like... The way it follows you around the room
4: is pretty disturbing.
6: It, it makes me think that Bill Gates is sitting behind his computer <laughs> watching everybody. <on> it. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. It's just kind of scary. I don't know. Technology, yeah. uh, the whole Connect thing, I don't know. I just, I've yet to play a game with it yet. But, you know, I might brave Connect Adventures this week with, with my kids. We'll, we'll see. Because, you know, ever since I got back from my trip, I've been more family oriented. Not that I wasn't before. But losing my father has really kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. And, you know, I want to be the best parent that I can be to my kids. And and time with them is very crucial to me. And ever since this has happened, I've really, I've had a good week with my kids. And I I feel like I'm creating connections with them that I wish that I had growing up. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have kids, it's important that you spend time with them. Because every day is a bonus. You know, you never know when you're going to check out. And you need to live every day like it's your last. And make sure that the ones in your life that you love, they know that. It's very important. It's very important. So uh, with that said, let's go ahead and talk some gaming news. That the Really, the only story that I have that I really want to talk about tonight is uh, Tuesday, the 21st. Yeah. Tuesday. Something big is going to be dropping. is it
4: live Smackdown, something else more important is happening.
6: Something major. Something dropping on iPad, iOS, iPhone. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleFest. Not the original arcade classic, but WrestleFest (laughs) is making a return to gaming. Now, to my knowledge, it's only going to be on Apple operating systems. Yeah. There is a
4: rumor that it's going to be possibly PS3 and Xbox eventually, but... I've heard that rumor,
6: but for now the it, it's early
4: point. Yeah. yeah, I think it reported on it the last unplug that we had three weeks ago.
6: Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the rumors I've heard is it's not going to be on any other systems other than that right now. Um, which sucks because I would love to play WrestleFest on my you know, my T V as opposed to my wife's iPad or my iPhone. Yeah. Um
4: well, they've, just, they've just released the Simpsons arcade game on Xbox.
6: Give it time. I think that people are going to embrace this. A lot of people are going to be upset, though, thinking this is coming out to the home systems. And, uh, I mean, THQ right now has got a black eye. And it's unfortunate, but with all the problems with WWE 12, the server issues keep mounting. Um, the company is in financial peril. They've just laid off, you know, what 250 people, if not more. I mean, it's it's according, bad.
4: According to a few people in chat that I've seen on Facebook, UFC servers are just as bad as WWE 12s.
6: Yeah, I noticed on Twitter today they were talking about a lot of updates and stuff. Um, you mm. know, keep in mind there is a common link here. It's not just THQ, the the company that develops these games. They put them together is Ux, and I don't know, man. Um, I, I had a lot of grandiose plans on this program to to run down stories and stuff from the uh, from you know from uh WB 12 excuse me and unfortunately because of the servers i haven't had a chance to do any of that stuff and you know it's with other things that have gone on in my life i haven't had time to do anything but it's it's not helping and you know thq yeah. is suffering from it um hopefully they can they can get their ducks in a row and, and rebound from this but you know a lot of people don't have any faith in thq and that's a shame i mean they have put out some pretty good products over the years but you know, they've pissed yeah, off the a Faction lot of people. The series
4: was brilliant. Then a week after the last game came out, the studio shutting down.
6: Really? Yeah. Well, you know, the problem is, is I think that they took a lot of the money that they made over the years, and rather than put the money they make in, in the, the SmackDown series back into the SmackDown series, they put it into some other thing, like Homefront or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they Red Faction. They put a lot of the money into movie licenses. Exactly, exactly. I think that's the problem, but... Name any Disney
4: or you know animated kids film that came out the past five years. THQ probably developed it.
6: Now, hopefully, they rebound from this. I'm hearing rumors that I think there's only I think there's only eight characters that are going to be involved in Wrestlefest, but they're going to have an extensive downloadable content.
4: Yeah, Well, I heard that there was going to be about twenty characters available from the the offset but there'd be about an additional 60.
6: Okay. But the ones that I know offhand, Undertaker, I believe, Randy Orton, uh, Randy Savage. Um, God, there was a pick. Helps if your name is Randy. Exactly. If your name's Randy, <laughs> you're probably in the game. You're probably going to be oh, that's in the another,
4: game. That's another thing that killed THQ, the U-draw. Yeah. Oh, that was that was brilliant when I saw it at Game yeah. Fest last September. It was basically like an iPad just 10 years before you could have touch screens. Apparently, they made a $100 million loss on that device.
6: Yeah. See other names. I believe I saw a pick of Stone Cold Steve Austin and, of course, The Rock, John Cena. I think CM Punk is in this one as well. So, a lot of your big superstars. And again, supposedly they have an aggressive DLC uh, package that's going to uh, bring out more characters as time goes on. I don't know a lot about the game, but I'm really looking forward to Tuesday so I can get my hands on a copy for my iPhone and uh, let you guys know next week on Unplugged what I think of WrestleFest. I mean, who knows? I might be playing on my iPhone more than my Xbox if this game is, uh, is pretty bull. Cool.
4: <laughs> Hopefully it's a good price as well. THQ, yeah, just because you're in financial peril, don't overprice it because then you'll price yourself out.
6: I can't see it being more, more than $10. You see, that's, that's, that's kind of it's, it's where I'm dubious
4: about because there are very few big games that people don't want to play other than probably Infinity Blade that are in that price range. If you look at the big ones like Angry Birds and Cut the Rope and Fruit Ninja, they're all in about dollar $2, $2 range.
6: I'm looking in the so chat possibly room.
4: If they did it at 5 and then the DLC would be added $5 contributions, I think that would make sense.
6: Yeah, I, we'll have to wait and see. I'm looking in the chat room right now, and uh Aki THQ man says the EA can pick up THQ and continue the WWE and UFC games. As long as they have someone in there that's not with EA. I mean, EA's attempt at a wrestling game was shit. When they had the WCW license years ago, it was horrible. Horrible. Oh, mayhem. <laughs> oh, the worst was backstage assault, which didn't oh, have no, a ring that, at all. Yeah.
4: I don't have Backstage Assault, but I do have Mayhem. Oh
6: my god, if you've never played that game, you owe it to yourself to play the fuck fest that is Backstage Assault. Oh, d- trust it's, me. It's I'm worse China, than a as China soon porno. They get,
4: as soon as they get cheap enough, I'm going to get them off Amazon and I'm pre owned. God damn it.
6: The only thing worse than a China porno is, is Backstage Assault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's China pretty China bad. Porno. So, big news! big news of the week on the 21st. Wrestle Fest returns to games. Looking forward to it. Counting down the days. My childhood may, in fact, be back. I don't know. I'll let you know on Friday next week. But that is going to do it for all the gaming. I to
4: let you know something else for next Friday.
6: What's that? Well,
4: there was a reason at the start why I said this is an event for 24 hours. Because I managed to get into a special event that's happening tomorrow. What it was, apparent, in early, mid to late January, there was supposed to be an event near me showcasing the PlayStation Vita, which comes out, I believe, this Tuesday world, no, Tuesday or Wednesday worldwide. M- yeah, massively. And, um, as, then, uh, it got cancelled. And then they rescheduled it to happen in London but they're actually doing a coach down from where they were going to have the original venue. So it makes the original venue look kind of depressed that they aren't getting it. So I'm going to be tomorrow, in about 12 hours from now, going on a coach down to London, getting drunk there, probably having quite a lot of sausage rolls, because there's going to be plenty of buffet food, and playing on PlayStation Vita. Which, I love the hype that everyone's giving to it, and I hear stories this week that, Developers for the Vita are basically turning to the 3DS, and sales of the Vita in Japan are rubbish, and and quite a lot of the big gaming stores in Australia are refusing to stock it. Good luck, Sony.
6: Yeah, good luck with that.
4: Yeah, so I'm going to be, um, I might give you a report back on that and give you a taster on some of the games. Secretly, I want a Hitman Vita game. Oh, Because I I know, because with the the Metal Gear Solid that's being done to the Vita, if you move your finger across the back touchpad on the console, you slice the person's throat. If you put that into the Hitman and have that as when you use the Garot Wire, holy crap, that would be awesome.
6: That would be pretty epic, I have to admit. Uh, You know, Hitman series has always been one of my favorite series of games. I'm looking forward to the new Hitman when it comes out. I'm intrigued
4: where this one's going as well, because... It's not a plot spoiler because it's shown in the trailers, but Um in the second trailer that got released a couple of months ago, he kills Diana. Oh, wow. And his barcode is missing. Really? The, yeah, this is really going messed up.
6: So this might actually be the last Hitman game they ever make.
4: Well, no, because... From the looks of it, there is a reason why he's killed his field operative woman because she gives him a message or something that you never see. But it's clearly uh, another job for him to do, and it will go on from there. You, you, you still are a hitman. It's just you can't put your head through Walmart anymore and find out you're a packet of baked beans. I see. Which is a shame because that was a trademark of him.
6: Well, you know, and, and you, you can't find out that you're only worth 250 when you should be worth $550. You
4: know, it's... Oh, no. That, that was the story that was big last year when people scanned the barcode that they had at an E3. And it turned out if you, if you did it on a certain type of phone on Amazon, it took you to a vibrator. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> All righty, then. That was That
4: was that was the funniest story of E3.
6: Oh, well that said. I think we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Uh, we'll, we'll be more extensive next week on the gaming segment. Like I said, I just had the one thing I wanted to talk about really quick and Yeah. Um, I really want to get to some phone calls. I know you guys have been dying to call in tonight, so the phone lines are open and the number to call in 501 588 7957. If you don't have a phone line and you have an active Skype line, you can reach us there. It's Sunday night showdown. And uh, we'll be taking your calls. want we'll to hear what you guys and have to say. And Google, and Google, yes. The Google Voice option takes you right to the Skype line. You just follow the directions, put in your name, your phone number, and uh, believe it or not, they actually call you and connect you straight to yeah. us.
4: One, one game that I am pissed off that they don't have at the event is Touch My Katamari because the Katamari games are awesome.
6: The only reason they made those
4: games in Japan was to teach kids not to litter. Oh, really? Apparently. Yeah. yeah, so the way, you, the way you do it is you make a ball that picks up things and becomes so big you can pick up whales.
6: I had no idea. I've never played yeah. that series.
4: Good old Japan.
6: I have been Full working. Full of
4: crazy, weird shit and hentai.
6: Now, we did get uh, Lexi a DS for Christmas because she likes to steal her sister's, Sienna's, yeah, DS and play yes. with it. So we made sure that we got her a DS this year for Christmas. And... Um, I bought her a couple of games. One, the one that she's playing right now that like she's just relentless with is, uh, I believe it's it's a Shrek game, and it's got Rumpelstiltskin, and so I think it's based oh, off it might the last be the movie.
4: Shrek Forever After tie-in thing.
6: Yeah, I think that's what it is. But she she's yeah. been playing that a lot, and of course I'll help her through certain levels, and you know I don't know if it has a save option because she seems to go through the same levels every day, you know, but she gets <laughs> she gets further along every day, you know, and she's like, Daddy, can you help me out here? And I'll help her out. And then she'll ask for help, and I'm like, no, you gotta learn how to do this. You, you, you've gotta learn this so you, so you know how to play. So, she's One getting better though. One of the better, really though.
4: nice ones is Super Scribble Oh, yeah. I know it's super called Super Scribble or whether it's just called Scribble But basically, you know, um, you can't jump or anything. You can just walk along from side to side, or use device, or use items that you can find. But the way you find them is you write their names in. Right. So let's say if there was a step and you can't get up it, you type "ramp," a ramp will appear, and then you walk up and get to the goal. Oh
6: wow, but you, and you know then it gets
4: more, some people have tried more adult words, and obviously it's spat not what they expected back at them, sadly, but you know
6: I, 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 it's a, it's a small victory for her, but um I really like it when I tell her that I'm not going to help her with something. I've done it a couple times, and she's still having problems with it. And then I see her go in the other room, and she takes her time, and she tries to figure out the puzzles and stuff. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it's it's such a cool achievement for her because she comes back, and she's so excited the minute that she's past that level. She's like, "Daddy, Daddy, I did it! I did it!" You know, it, it, oh, it just it warms my heart. I mean, I, I'm so proud of her when she does stuff like that.
4: Twenty years time, it'll be the same thing, only with the Professor Layton games. Well, exactly, they are awesome I, as well.
6: The kid has potential, as they say. Huh. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. I believe we are being joined by someone. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this?
1: Uh, this is Anthony from the chat.
6: Anthony, oh. how you been, man? It's been a while.
1: Uh, it's been fine. Uh, first off, I want to say it's good to have you back, JJ.
6: Thank you. It's good to be back.
1: And just getting off to um, probably elimination chamber. I agree that Santina's a little shocked, but it's like it can work because they can have him get probably taken out before. During the pay-per-view, have someone replace them, like Dustin Rhodes, or even have Brodus Clay, who gets rid of the Funkasaurus thing, becomes the heel and just takes his place.
6: Well, according, according to Brodus Clay on Twitter, the Funkasaurus is not dead, but uh, I, I, I think that they kind the of lo- blew the load with this one. I think that they went a little overboard with Brodus. I don't think that was the gimmick he should have gotten, and I'm sticking to my guns. I'd be surprised if the Funkasaurus comes back, but we'll see.
4: If Funk is on a roll, does it come with
6: lettuce? Probably,
1: But like but like Bronx said, they kept having him have too many squash matches. They shouldn't have him have, like, a few squashes, then like a five-minute match, then probably a ten-minute, something like that. Build him up, have longer matches, then go, okay, he's a credible athlete.
6: I don't know. Let's put uh, him in there with Natty, and she can fart, and he can whiff it and be like, that's not so bad.
4: <laughs> not, oh, wow. My bad. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Even Anthony's like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh dear lord! It's like a stealth condom; um, you never see it coming. <laughs>
1: oh god! And <laughs> JJ comes back with it. <laughs> um, but since there's only four matches, you think they're gonna add probably? They're gonna definitely add probably two or so matches, huh?
6: Probably so. Yeah, I I would. That's typical with them. They usually add something to the show. There'll probably be some lower mid card match that you know, don't know we don't know about, and you know who knows. Maybe Brodus Clay will actually have a match and and prove the internet was wrong and that Funk still is on a roll. Who knows?
5: He fights karma. Uh, I doubt Doubtful <laughs> that
1: happens. But I used to say have like Dustin Rhodes get in the SmackDown Chamber so they could set up for that possible brother versus brother match mm-hmm. in Mania.
4: For the Intercontinental title, that would be cool.
6: I would love to see that. I mean, I've been a big proponent of that. I still think that Dustin should have been in the Rumble and he should have eliminated Cody, but that's just my thoughts on it.
4: Yeah, that's
1: pretty much it. Can't wait to hear what you guys are going to do for the SNS. It would be kind of interesting to hear what you guys are going to do for that. So I'll just hang up and let other people call in and give give your thoughts.
6: All right, Anthony, it's good to hear from you, bro. Okay,
1: thanks. Bye.
7: Cheers, Anthony.
6: All right, let's go to the phone lines. I believe we have somebody else on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hello, J.D. Chris Husk. The Canadian barbarian in the hizzy. What's going on, dude?
1: Uh, I'm all right. I just want to let you know everything I said in that video I meant.
6: I appreciate Um, that, man. I I really do. Thank you so much for that.
1: You're welcome. Uh, And just so you know, I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't important. So I don't really like putting my face out there, if you know what I mean. Um... Anyway, I just wanted to say uh, I'm happy you're back. Um, I, w- I wish you and your family good wishes, and uh, I just wanted to uh, say um, uh, um, I'm just ha- I just am happy you're back. That's pretty much it. And just tell Trey that I'm planning to buy two of those w and shirts pretty soon.
6: Yeah, you know, I've been looking at those w shirts. I like them, but I think I'm going to – I probably won't order them from the same place, but – I'm actually thinking about putting together some designs for some S and S network shirts. Like I'm thinking like all in white with like blue logos and stuff for the for yeah, the network I, itself, you know?
1: yeah because I 'cause I'm cause, um I You probably saw that, that uh that little shirt logo I put on there, right? Right. All those shirts are from Alaska. My moment to Alaska about oh five, six years ago and I've been wearing those shirts for almost two, five years.
6: <laughs> like I'm I'm thinking that I might be going to the uh the Calgary Comic Expo uh that they're going to have this year later on this year. I need to talk to yeah. Walkie and see if he wants to come to this thing because uh they just announced they're going to have the entire cast of the Star Trek Next Generation there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm trying to arrange with my friends to get down there cuz I'm a big Star Trek geek myself and
7: Even Stewart. Uh, oh my god.
6: Yes, yeah, Stewart uh Gates McFadden. Frakes, Frakes is going to be there. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, you name it. Will Wheaton's going to be there. Believe wow. it. Wow.
1: You know, uh, do you know, do you know. Uh, uh, do you, are you a Buffy fan? Uh,
6: oh, they've got James Marsters coming. Yes. Yeah,
1: Spike.
6: Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, Spike, I, I, Spike. I I didn't watch Buffy, but I Harmony got me into watching Angel. We watched the the entire series on Netflix, and uh, I liked Spike. So. I would I would go talk to him for sure. But uh, I think it would be great if I get Walkie to, to fly his butt up here to be a part of it. And I can just imagine the, the classic liners we can get from the whole entire cast of Star Trek.
1: Just don't mention J.G. Evans to me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, that would go wrong. But, see, I'm thinking about designing a shirt and having one made before I go in. I'm thinking about doing, like, a... I'm not a hockey fan, but I like the hockey jerseys, right? I'm thinking about yeah. having a sns radio network hockey jersey design made up where it's like a white jersey uh with the with obviously the navy blue you know uh lettering and whatnot and i'm gonna have sex a on the back and then the big number one in the middle of the back
7: that'd be pretty cool
6: so that's that's what i'm thinking about doing just to kind of help with you know advertising the uh the sns radio network but who knows? At some point, maybe we'll put these into uh, into plan and try to sell them. You know, if we get enough people asking about them. But that's just something that I'm thinking about doing personally. So.
1: Well, I mean, the only other thing i have to say is I just hope the T-shirt doesn't go under. I'm a big fanboy of them, and I and honestly, I haven't watched wrestling for the last two months because that's how bad it's been ever since Royal Rumble. It was the last time I ever that's really the only thing I've seen. Oh yeah yeah because i'm I'm just sick of the product i'm i'm am five years old i'm getting you know you know what I mean I'm getting the, the products for kids literally and I, I'm not and I'm more of the kid of the eighties and anything else but but I should let other people go and talk on the phones I'm pretty sure Pope and I'm pretty sure uh, big Mike and all of them are wanting to talk to you so I'll let you go and I just want to say I'm happy I'm probably the, the cleanest Canadian you'll have on the show.
7: <laughs> the,
1: mark, the <laughs> shark, uh, mark the shark i don't know what to say other than he's a horny bastard and uh and trey unfortunately or not trey but um andy i really don't consider a canadian very much because he's an americanized but it's nice to know that you guys at least got one canadian and i'll talk to you
6: well you know <laughs> so what I'll and, talk to you later. and i and i appreciate that chris it, it it's cool to have you on the show and you know, as far as Mark the Shark to Carlo, I think we should put together a fund to get Shark laid. I don't know. I, I just, I think <laughs> it uh, might be time. Personally,
1: I think personally, I think he should have censorship time he talks. That's just me. But I, like, I, I tell my friend,
6: like. I
1: tell my friends, like I tell my friends, I have uh, I have two eighteen, fam- I have two eighteen a families. You, this family, and my fam- my friends in Canada. So, well, we
6: know. we appreciate it, my friend.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, have a good night. And I'll talk to you, probably talk to you next
6: show. All right, man. Sounds good.
4: Yeah, bye Cheers, Chris.
6: All right. Well, that said, I believe we have someone else joining us on the line as we're starting to light up here on the program. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this?
3: JJ, what's up? Welcome back, bro.
6: Big Mike in the house, I believe. It's not mine.
3: There we go. Yeah, man. I think my man, Canadian Barber, he must be a psychic. Uh, uh, he must be... He must have got a little African-American in his family.
6: I, I think he's. I think he's been talking to Dion Warwick, I think. I don't know. <laughs> or or Miss Cleo. Call <laughs> me now. Big Mike's on the line.
3: Exactly. I'm like, what? I think Big Mike's going to call him I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was spooky. Man, but it's, it's good to have you back, man. I really miss you, man.
6: Dude, it's good to be back. I, you know, this it's been a it's been a hellacious two weeks for me, man. I mean, I, I don't even I can't even begin to tell you uh, how I I have felt the last couple of weeks. And you know, I, I've been home for a week now, just not really doing anything but trying to regain my composure, recharge a little bit. And you know, it's brought me to a lot of different decisions that I'm going to be making over the next couple of weeks. A lot of changes that I'm going to be implementing in, in my personal life and. Obviously, the shows and whatnot, but it's just, it, I really got rung through the fucking wire. I mean, I, I, I feel like I got thrown through a barbed wire fence. You know, I mean, that's, I'm I'm pretty shredded right now. Um, It's pretty messed up.
3: I mean, I can, I can feel where you're coming from, like I said. We're the same age range. I'm 37. You know. I lost my father like a year and a half ago. And believe me, I tell anybody, there's a difference than going to a perfume and being a child and one, that's ooh, it's a totally different world, and it just mentally drains you, and, but like you say, you just have to get up, life goes on, so we have to just get up and, you know, keep moving.
6: Well, you know, one of the things that gets me through, you know, my dad loved movies, um, loved them, and I, I yeah. went to a lot of movies with him, and, you know, um, I would go to his house when I lived in Little Rock, and at least once a week we go out to dinner we'd we'd you know either go see a movie at the theater we go he'd rent a movie we'd sit down and watch it and one of the things that uh that i remember directly is a quote from uh from batman begins you know when alfred is talking to uh to christian bale when michael Caine's talking to christian bale and he says why do we fall and that is the thing that keeps getting me through because I have been through so much that I just, I, you know, I fall down and I get right back up because it's what I have to do, you know. And to me, that that line is just so memorable, you know. That, that's something I'll never forget. And it just, you know, it makes me think of that whole situation.
3: I mean, yeah, it's just little things like that. You know, like my father told me before he passed. Even if you stop moving, the world don't. So you remember that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you have to get your ass back up. Those exact words that he told me. <laughs> <laughs> he had a waste of words, and those exact words he told me on That's the right. <laughs> ain't,
6: ain't nobody gonna get up for you. Get it, You gotta do it yourself.
3: Yep, exactly. And man, another thing I learned since you was gone, and it wasn't the shows was about a week long. Other wrestling shows suck ass. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not gonna call them names. They suck ass.
6: There, there are a lot of shows out there, my friend, and uh, you know I, I don't profess to be the best one out there, but I, I do my damnedest. I, I try to be informative, and I try to be entertaining, and I know there's a lot of shows out there, you know, just guys with a microphone who think they have something to offer. And I'm not saying that I offer anything, but I'd like to believe at the end of the day that I try to come across smart, informative, and most of all entertaining. And if, and if I don't do that, then I failed you. Um, so that's, that's just the way I look at it.
3: Yeah, but like I said, I learned they they suck ass. I mean, I can tell you that personally. I'm not gonna call them names other the shows, but they they suck ass. <laughs>
6: <laughs> From the callers to everything, they suck ass. <laughs> but but you gotta give them credit for continuing or, or trying. I mean, not everybody's great. Takes it, you know. And I'm not great, but it took me a long time to get where I'm at. That's for sure. I've been doing this shit since 2003.
3: Yeah. And I can tell if you listen to other shows, <laughs> 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 they fucking terrible. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so, anyway, well, you heard this story that I've been telling, like I said, this guy Mark Madden, I guess he's a, I mean, would you consider him like a like, someone who has knowledge, y'all. Uh, you remember he used to be with WCW, the fat guy? Now he's, like, this big sports announcer, the Pittsburgh area, he does sports shows, Mark Madden.
6: Oh, yeah, I know who Mark Madden is. Trey and I have had, uh, had our issues in the past with Mark Madden. You know, he's a guy whose 15 minutes of fame revolved around him being on WCW Nitro toward the end of that show's run, and, you know, he was involved in a couple angles where Tank Abbott whooped his ass and You know, he was embarrassed by the company, and he has a beef with DDP, and, you know, he's just – Mark Madden, at times I agree with some of the editorials he puts out. Other times I think the guy is like, you know, hoarding Whitney Houston's crack. I don't know. I I just (laughs) – you know, listen, listen, to to those who love Whitney Houston, I I loved her too. Uh, You know, the Whitney Houston – from the from the late 80s you know uh loved her i I love the stuff she did in the early 90s watched the bodyguard the other night with harmony again what a great movie that was you know she took a song that dolly parton made popular and made it her own and put her own unique spin on it and it's one of the best songs that i've ever heard and you know whitney houston we're all mourning her loss you know i'm trying to be funny and i'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone who loves whitney houston um, you know there was something posted on the Facebook page today in regards to Whitney Houston and um, a soldier named I think Michael Murphy He was a Navy seal and something was put out there that you know Whitney Houston gets all the press, and this guy 's a forgettable face and you know well here 's the thing I mean, he also said Whitney Houston was known was well known for her uh, i guess was best known for her drugs. And her rehab stints. No, that's not what Whitney Houston really? was, was known for. If if that's what you picture Whitney Houston as, when you think of the name Whitney Houston, then you got problems. When I think of Amy so Winehouse, never happened. Then. When I think of Amy Winehouse, I don't think of all the drug problems that she had. I think about the records she put out and the music yes, she Bands put out. Of Black,
4: you One of know, the best albums of the past ten years.
6: Exactly. I mean, you have to remember things these people did. The difference between Whitney Houston and a soldier who served our country proudly and died in the field, is that that soldier's not a famous person. He's not a celebrity that's in the public eye. And it's, you know, the same could be said about my dad. He was in the service for 20 years. You know, do I think that he deserves more press than everybody else? Well, he's my dad. But no, I don't, because he wasn't a public figure. And despite the fact this Navy SEAL died, I'm sorry for him and his family. And he did die serving our country, and he has my gratitude for that. He's not in the public eye. And there is a difference. It doesn't mean his death means less. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not being covered by all the news stories. What was the guy that was a – and I can't think of his name. He was in the military. I think this was like 2003, 2002. He was a football player. His name's Pat something. I can't think of his last name.
3: Oh, Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman.
6: Pat Tillman got all the press in (laughs) the world because Pat Tillman was famous. Yep. And he went over, served his country, and unfortunately died in a friendly fire accident.
3: Yeah. That the military tried to cover up man, it was a big scandal and I'm like oh <laughs> that's turning into where I mean I mean you see the special they did on like HBO Real sports about the same as, like the military tried to cover it up.
6: I've heard about it, yeah. I, I I wanna see the documentary. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard about it.
3: Yeah, so it's kind of even similar
4: to the um Navy SEAL team six. Yes. When they did the Bin Laden thing and then about two months later, clearly the Navy SEAL Team 6 is more than like six people, it's like a bunch of about 50 of them and some of those 50 died in some helicopter accident but it's extremely unlikely that they were all the ones that did the job with Bin Laden but because of the name they get all the press attention that same kind of thing.
6: Now, and and uh, you know, this this goes along with that same thing before we go back to the Mark Madden topic, but um oh. uh, when when I hear stuff like that, you know, the, the black ops teams that do special operations, a lot of times when they die on the line of duty, they're lied to. Their families don't know what they actually did or how they were actually killed, and they deserve better mm-hmm. than that. But at the same time, it's classified stuff, so it is what it is. Yeah, that's true. It is what it is, but uh no anyway, back to the Mark Madden thing. Uh, I made the joke that he was—he was basically, you know, smoking Whitney's stash. Okay. <laughs> Again, I—I well, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with everything Mark Madden says, but every every once in a while he throws out a nugget that sounds pretty knowledgeable. Um, but I think his his fifteen minutes of fame has been been long, long gone, overdue. Well, he
3: threw out a nugget today. I think my man Andy Roberts put it up on this and this check. Um facebook board about where he said that he has inside knowledge that spike tv they're not going to re re-sign uh tna wrestling they're gonna they're, they're working with harold and eric Shop and they're going to start their own wrestling show that's going to re- replace wrestling re- replace uh tna he said this is already in the works he knows this for a fact so have you heard anything on that
6: I haven't, but, I mean, if he's saying it, I don't know how much, you know, first of all, I don't know how much truth is behind it. It might be his speculations, unless he knows something that we don't. Um, could I see Hogan and, and Bischoff pull that off? Absolutely. Um, but where does TNA go from there? It's either dead, or he finds some way of buying the company out, and, and that's what the, where they go. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Speculation could be that Russo <laughs> knew about that and left. I mean, who knows at this point? I, I don't know that I've fully believe that but we'll see what it happens if it does
3: I'm not hoping not, but it's just certain things like TNA which I discussed this Monday on the show they said like TNA say you know we can't afford to go on the road okay you have all a wrestling I'm quite sure that TNA has much more money I'm happy every week they can go on the road to do shows off the road every week but TNA wrestling said that they cannot do shows and Spike TV will put up half of the money it's just stuff like me. I love it. I like the wrestling team, but it's just stuff like that. I'm sorry, it's the head management. I mean it don't make no
6: sense. I agree. I, I mean again though, I mean the, the best thing that can happen to a Hogan and Bischoff company is if they had Ted Turner backing them, you know. And now that the AOL time warner deal is is pretty much done, I mean, that could happen. But you couldn't call it WCW because well, Vince owns the rights. And you can't call it TNA because, well, Dixie owns the rights. And, I mean, what do you do from there? Do you start over or do you just somehow find a way to take over that company? It's just, I think it's speculation more so hearsay more than anything else. If it happens, it happens. But with Hogan and and Bischoff's record, I I wouldn't discount it.
3: I, I don't want to see a Bischoff's son, the world heavyweight champion, I
6: mean. Oh, but but he's so much better than everybody there, didn't you know? I mean, Hogan just sings his praises every day. Garrett Bischoff is the next big star. You know, he could Mr. show James all those veterans. The hell. Yeah, he could show the veterans a thing or two on how to wrestle. You know, he's Mr. Mr. 10 Days in the Business because he's Bischoff's son. I, I've seen the guy wrestle. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I don't know what, what he I has mean, that everybody else doesn't have. I mean, I don't get that other than the fact that his dad's name is Bischoff.
3: Well, yeah. And I mean, that his uncle's that name that is Hulk Hogan. His father's name is Bischoff. I mean, you might as bring in Nick Hogan let them form a tag team.
6: <laughs> well, Hell, the
4: ba- Lockdown's probably going to be Hogan and Garrett versus Eric and Gunner.
6: I'd love to see mm-hmm. Nick and, and, uh, and Garrett Bischoff as a tag team, you know. Nick could drive to the ring. Oh, wait. No, he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gone, bro. Man. I know
3: you had a lot of calls, but one more thing, man. Do you think your boy Miz is going to get out of hot water with Trip H? Because they said he's really pissed off at him very badly. Yeah, say. but,
6: you know, I hear that, but at the same time, every time we hear a rumor about this guy's in the doghouse, what happens about two or three months later? The guy that was in the doghouse is getting a big push.
4: Yes. and In that case, Miz is getting a push. Del Rio is getting a push. Probably in a match against each other so they can beat the shit out of each other if the reports are to be true.
6: Now, with, with Del Rio, I really believe that people just don't like him. I mean, the only reason he's there and they're, they're pushing him as heavily as they are is because Mysterio's on the shelf. Sin Cara fizzled when he got injured. You know, and they, they really need that Latin audience. And that's why Del Rio is, is such a big draw. And uncle is Mil Mascars. Exactly. And, you know, he's going to be... I guess the next video package they air on on Raw, I think, for the Hall of Fame. I think Alberto Del Rio, that's his uncle, right?
4: Del Rio apparently is yeah. going to induct him. Yeah,
6: of course. Well, it makes sense that he would do that because it is his family. And well, Mill Mascaris was a big deal in Mexico, big time superstar. I'm trying, I'm
4: trying to remember who the other names are. Ron
6: Simmons is one. Yokozuna is another one that's rumored, and Yokozuna Rock is going to be inducted. Yeah,
4: and and you know, know what? There's only six, I believe.
6: That one is well-deserved. I, I loved Yokozuna. I mean, a lot of guys will say, why? He's just a big, fat guy. That guy was so agile for his size. You know, I, and I'm talking earlier years when he was about, you know, uh, upper 450, 500, you know, before he, he hit the 600-pound range. Yokozuna was mm-hmm. an agile motherfucker and yeah. worked well, his if ass you, off. If you,
4: if, you showed, if you showed somebody that didn't know Wrestling Vader and you said to him, he does a moonsault, people would gone. No fucking way. Same with Bam Bam, Bigelow.
6: Bigelow was a very agile big man. Uh, You know, so was Vader. But, you know, Vader got to the point where, you know, WCW killed Vader. Yeah. I mean, he was so big in Japan. You know, early WCW, Vader was the motherfucking man. By the time he got to the WWF, he was dead. I mean, they had fucking killed his character. (sighs) The thing that killed Vader in WCW was he had a match with Hogan at Super Brawl. And he hit the Vader bomb on Hogan, and Hogan just stood up like it was nothing. That's yeah. the day they killed Big Van Vader right there. That was it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they did. And then Vader killed himself in WWF for beating that guy up in the uh, Middle East.
6: Well, you know what, though? That made headlines, though. I mean, that was that was a big deal. I mean, it gave them some yeah. publicity. You know, and it gave Shamrock... Wait, was
4: TMZ on that? Oh, wait, they didn't exist. <clears throat> and if
6: you think back to the time, it also gave Shamrock... Uh, his next opponent, which was Vader, because he didn't like bullies. So, I mean, that was kind of the angle they went there. Um, But, yeah, I'll never forget that. And, of course, you know, I've got a shady personal history with Vader. I I loved Vader growing up. I loved his gimmick in WCW. I loved the whole, you know, the big Mastodon-looking pyrotechnic thing he came out with to the ring. I loved he would squash. Shady personal history. I, I I would love when he squashed two or three guys. And then I met the, the fat tub of goo in 2005, uh, and he was a dick. <laughs> he, was, he was an asshole, capital ass, okay? Um, the minute he found out... capital asshole. No, just all caps. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. no, he worked a show with IZW, Impact Zone Wrestling, which was out of Lawton, Oklahoma, which is about a couple hours outside of Oklahoma City. And um, the guy that runs this promotion, big time Mark, I can't even think of his name, Johnny Z or something, but anyway... Um, I worked a couple shows with him. That's where I met Dusty Rhodes for the first time. I did Polaroids for him at the at the gimmick table, and uh, Dusty was not a pleasant guy to be around either. But uh, it oh my goodness, kills you when you work with these guys, and you you learn them. Um, Love Dusty Rhodes, but he was just a grouchy guy that day. Anyway, back to the Vader story. Standing in the back, waiting my turn to talk to Vader. And he's got everybody and their mother coming up and talk to him and interrupting. And I stand there waiting patiently. And he says, hey, big man, come over here. And uh, he goes, thanks for not interrupting. So I start talking to him. The minute he finds out that I'm with a wrestling radio website that reports news and, and does radio shows. And back in time, this is when I worked with WTR. Okay. Um. As soon as he found that out, he fucking went ballistic. And he's like, you fucking tell anybody that my son goes to, o- to University of Oklahoma and I'll fucking kick your ass. And I'm like not here to talk about your son i'm here to talk about you i'm here to book you on a show i want to talk to you you know and and he just he had no time for me whatsoever at that point point. and then he's like well how much are you gonna pay me and i'm like i'm not gonna pay you a goddamn thing because i don't make any fucking money <laughs> you know and he was just a douche and and he goes well you're not gonna pay me i said don't worry about it i'm not interested so i walked away so the next day after the show i think i did another show in oklahoma city that was a like a, just a little show where he came and did a, a guest appearance he didn't wrestle So he does his guest appearance for Mid-South Wrestling Federation or something um, in Oklahoma City. And he comes up to me and he goes, hey, you want to do that interview real quick? And I'm like, no, I'm not interested, thanks. And left it at that. And so my opinion of Vader from this point on is he's a big douchebag. I have nothing nice to say about the guy.
3: Well, they said first impressions by everything. And when you make a bad impression of somebody the first time, they
6: chance to to stick with you. Oh, you know, ZMG in the chat is talking about someone who's a dick, he says Ricky Morton. I fucking hate that little son of a bitch. (laughs) Let let, let me me tell you something about Ricky Morton, okay? I love the fact that Kevin Nash beat his ass not too long ago in a fucking match, okay? Um, The thing about Ricky Morton, uh, yeah, that that whole thing he was doing. Show
4: of Legends or whatever it was, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
6: Here's the thing about Ricky Morton. This son of a bitch made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars throughout his whole career. As a kid, I love the Rock and Roll Express, okay? The first wrestling T-shirt that I ever got in 1983 was a fucking purple Rock and Roll Express. I fucking love those guys, man. You know, they, they, were, they were awesome. I, I love that tag team. That was the first shirt I ever bought, okay? And Ricky Morton goes to fucking jail for not paying child support and taking care of his fucking kids, okay? I get a phone call in 2005 from a guy known know named Mike Isles, who used to ring announce for different promotions and who I worked with in uh, NWA, Oklahoma. And he goes, hey, I gave these guys your number uh, in regards to doing the ring announcing for the Ricky Morton uh, benefit show. So they call me up and ask if I will ring announce for their fucking show. And in no short term, I told them to go fuck themselves. I wouldn't do anything that had Ricky Morton's name attached to it. Because how could a fucking lowlife son of a bitch like that, who made all that fucking money and spent it all on the fucking cocaine he snorted, not do a goddamn thing for his fucking kids? I said, fuck you. I'm not interested.
4: And then exactly. the guy on the other side of the phone said, I'll take that as a no then.
6: <laughs> Pretty much. I never heard from him again. So Ricky Morton, if you're listening, fuck you. I don't like you either.
3: <laughs> See, man, that's why it's good to have you back. We can't get these type of stories from nobody else, man.
6: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Sometimes I'm a little too vocal for my own good.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it, man. You, you did a great job tonight. You keep it up. Just don't ever come to work drunk uh, like the last co-host did. You'll probably be around for a while. Yeah, the, the alcohol will be
4: down tomorrow. Luckily, I've got five or six days to wear it off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, man. JJ, it's good to hear you clarify that you was 100% on the, of the network. I thought I was the only one who had heard that comment a while back. But no, you know, it,
6: you know what? And I haven't addressed that, but like, here's the thing. You know, the, the website isn't the website that i own the name i own and you know granted uh i have a partnership with somebody but when i hear stuff like somebody saying they own one of my shows and they own the network no no I, i'm the owner yeah network. yeah it's me i'm the one that started this i own the name it's me harmony is the rumored 51% owner but let's be honest folks it's it's me yeah. i do all the work and none of the credit it's me <laughs> okay
3: Oh yeah I'm, like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad you. I'm glad you cleared that up because it was like you know a little bit of my start hurting somebody else. Was, but you know.
6: <laughs> well, you know it is what it is. You know, I mean I respect everybody that, that fills in and does shows here. You know, but yeah, we know yeah. who the owner is. Me. All
3: right, All right man. Like I said, it's good. It's good to have you back, brother, man. I look forward to Monday night and you and the trade off. My man, the Bronx <laughs> father, I can't forget about him. He's gonna be there too, man. So man. Good to have you back, man. You'll ask me. I'll take you out
6: there. All right. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, man. Let's... I love that Anthony thinks that Harmony's not listening to the show. That I'm, I'm <laughs> i have no backbone. <laughs> and that, that I, oh, I wouldn't say that if listens, she did. Anthony, you should realize that. You're, you're killing me, Anthony. I'm, I'm the man of this fucking house. Okay. I do whatever oh. I want when I want. When she tells me it's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Seriously. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't worry about anything that I do. Harmony and I have a wonderful, loving relationship you know it's not like she's in total control of everything and it, when it comes to this network it's me i think we saw that the two weeks i was gone nothing was being done without me there is no network so let's go uh, back to the phone lines and no i'm not sleeping on the sofa <laughs> wow I'm not sleeping on the sofa don't even go there <laughs> i'm the motherfucker let's, let's 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 seriously i'm the motherfucker bottom line it's me. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this?
2: Well, luckily, it's not Vader.
6: No. Oh, God. No shit, because I'd hang up on your dumbass.
4: It's the guy who's hosted every other show this week.
6: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Bronx has taken over <laughs> my position. Next week, he's going to own the network, believe it or not, folks.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I was please. For man. Bronx to take over the game segment.
6: Is there a show that you haven't been on this
2: week? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm just happy to listen to a show for once and not have to. You know, uh, yeah, welcome back, so man. I know how do you feel now? Well, you're nervous the first one or two times, but then you start getting used to it. So, you know, yeah.
6: I was nervous but, tonight, but you know, it's it, it's like riding a bicycle. You don't really forget once you get on the air. You're all comfortable, and I've been doing this shit for so long. I, I run on autopilot. You know, I mean, I was scared to death tonight. I was like, I haven't done a show in fucking weeks. I don't even know if I can do this. I don't even know what I'm gonna say. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But then again, I never script anything. You know, everything I do is off the top of my fucking head. And so I, I was just, I was scared to death thinking, how's the flow going to go tonight? You know, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? But it's like riding a bike, man. You get comfortable. I'm a natural at this, I guess. So, or at least, you know, I'd like to think I am.
2: No, nah, just, I don't want to take up too much time, man. I've been on this network so much, like you said the last <laughs> week. I just wanted, wanted to call to welcome you back, man, and, and to thank you, man, for, you know, Personally, face-to-face for having, you know, faith in me. I really appreciate that, man.
6: It's okay. You'll get my bill later.
2: <laughs> How do I get a bill? Shouldn't I get paid?
6: Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're <laughs> instituting some I new policies around here. If you host a show, you owe me money now. So <laughs> I got to make wow. money somehow. No, I'm kidding. I'm still, seriously. I, You know what? I've had faith in you for a while, and I'm glad that you were able to step up and show the world what you could do. I mean, you know, you were ready, and I appreciate the fact that you came in and you stepped it up. And Trey and I talked about it, and he thought that you'd be a good fit for things. And Andy called me and said, "Hey, man, I'd, I'd like to offer Bronx the job on the Rewind." And I said, "Dude, if you want him as your co-host, ask him. If he says yeah, then go for it." The rest yeah. is history, folks.
2: I had, a, I had a really good time doing the Rewind, you know, except when you called in and sabotaged us. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That was awesome. Whitney, Whitney, the, the Whitney Houston. I was like, you know, it's like it's a point where JJ comes on. and I'm like, I mute my headset. Oh my god, he just said that.
6: <laughs> well, you know, I have to, I have to do something to shake things up. You know me, I like to make an entrance, and you know, I like to make it mean something. And I, I'm, I guess I'm the, I'm the Natalia of the network. You know, if it stinks in here, it's because I'm the shit, right? <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, th- th- that's the only thing I'll, I'll touch on real quick, man. You, you you know, I agree with you 100%. You heard me speak on that. I've been speaking on that all week, man. It's a disgrace. She should go somewhere where she's appreciated. I really, really hate that. I mean, it's just uh, – they're either paying her a lot or somehow her hands are tied. I, I don't know, man. I, I just I, – I don't know how you would even allow that.
6: I know I would want that gimmick. I mean, honestly, it, despite however much money she's making – you know, I hope it's a lot and I hope it's something she can nest egg because it it what an what an embarrassing gimmick for her.
2: Yeah. All right, man. I'll let other people get in. Take care, JJ. Welcome back, brother. It's good to speak to you again. And Ashley, you're doing an awesome job, dude. Thanks, Bronx. All right, guys. Peace. Peace out.
6: So that said, we might take one or two more calls, guys, and then I got to wrap things up. I got a I got a lovely wife waiting for me upstairs. Because I'm not sleeping on the couch, by the way. <laughs> I do want to thank everybody that's called in tonight. And I, you know what? I want to say that, quite frankly, Ashley, you've done a fantastic job, dude. I mean, awesome. you stepped it up. People could actually understand what you were saying. I mean, that's what they've been saying all night in the chat room. <laughs> <that> they actually <laughs> understood the shark, you. <laughs> Even the shark, yes.
4: Even the shark said, I understand him. High praise.
6: <laughs> that, that is very high praise. When the shark says that he can understand you, because he doesn't understand a lot. He's getting old. I, mean, I don't know if yeah. you know this or not, but he's, he's pretty goddamn old.
4: If I, if, if I get praise on the s show on Sunday from Shark, I may mark out in chat.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Chances are pretty good that that's going to happen. We're only, what, 48 hours away from that? From the Elimination Chamber yeah. pay-per-view?
4: Yeah. And it's a busy week for WWE as well, because they've got the pay-per-view Sunday, live Raw on Monday, and live SmackDown Tuesday as well.
6: Yes, that is true. And then true. there's
4: also um, something I didn't mention in the news, but apparently they're going to be having a live SmackDown. I think it's the not straight after WrestleMania, but the week after WrestleMania as well.
6: Right. April
4: 10th or something.
6: Well, and don't forget the 21st on Tuesday, we've got uh, quite a few things. We've got the Rock DVD coming out. That's, that's going to be big for them. You've got... Uh, WrestleFair you got WrestleFest. There's a rumor that uh, you might be able to pick up The Rock as DLC if you don't have him for WWE 12, and you might actually be able to download him through the I servers. he's for free now. No, no, he's not for free. You have to pay. It's like, what, 80 Microsoft points or something?
4: Oh, a dollar. That's all right.
6: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not much. I mean, I'm going to pick him up just because I haven't had The Rock on the game for, you know, forever. I wasn't one of the people that ordered the game and, and picked it up at a store. You know, I was... Through the graces of God, got a copy from THQ. So,
4: yeah, there's another game that's out Tuesday as well that people are. the Alan Wake, sequel, not sequel, American Nightmare, I think it's called. Oh, that,
6: that, that that's, that's coming cool. out Tuesday. Yes. Oh, I'm so out of the loop. I didn't re- I didn't realize that.
4: Yeah, that it's part of this Xbox House Party thing. There's one that came out this week called Warp for 800 Microsoft points. I think next week is. Yeah, Amer- Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which is twelve hundred. I think the following Tuesday, Wednesday is. I can't remember what it's called, but the final one in the four is Ubisoft's I Am Alive, which looks to be like a disaster movie survival kind of thing. Like there were there, was, there were certain few Japanese games that did it, but arguably it'd be something like Poseidon or the Towering Inferno, or I Am Legend, and mix them all together. Oh, wow. And that's 1,200 Microsoft points. And if you buy all four before the month, of 20, yeah, the 28-day period is over, you get 800 Microsoft points back.
6: Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool.
4: Yeah, so basically you get one of the 800 Microsoft one's for free.
6: Now, Ashley, I, this is something I have not been doing on, on the show, so I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, um. One of the things moving forward that I want to do is, especially with the gaming segment, what have you been playing lately, man? I mean, what, what have you actually been playing on, whether it's PS3, Xbox, what game... Well, you stuck
4: with me because I don't have anything newer than a PS2.
6: Well, but what are you playing?
4: Oh, I've been playing, well, SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 and purposely made it so I hold every single belt bar the Divas title, but I'm so tempted to make my character multi-gender if I could. Um... <laughs> Just to hold all the belts and then just walk out with all of them. Like Sheamus did in the Road to WrestleMania. You know, WWE 12. That would just be awesome. Um, other than that, not heck of a lot. I I want to get into... I, I've even gone back to the old Tomb Raider. The very first one. Oh my god. <laughs> 15 years. She's aged quite a bit. You know, I'm kind of into the old school, but, you know, that's why I loved going to Game Fest last year, because I actually got to play
2: new games
4: and got to see them. I got to see, you know, Modern Warfare 3, which looked awesome. Um, Got to play WWE 12 on a 360, which I never did before, and somehow I won, which I was secretly even more excited about. Um What else did I get to play? I didn't get to play most of them because, one, I didn't have a press pass, and two, god damn it, was crowded. The only positive thing was quite a lot of CM Punk shirts. Oh yeah, I was amazed. It's like ten percent of the crowd was in CM Punk shirts. I was like, <laughs> really? This is, and I don't think the shirts had even been officially available over here. Oh yeah, they'd only been out for about a couple of months since you know the when CM Punk did his shoot promo. Unless I don't know where the right place is to get your shirt. But. Right. You know, I can't wait for this September because if you think about what's coming up later this year, Black Ops 2 is probably going to be a big one. Um, Halo 4 is going to be a whole lot of crap about. Uh, possibly God of War 4, which is always rumored, which would be brilliant. Um, all the standard like FIFA and Probably not Madden, but Pro Evo Soccer. Probably a new... Oh, they might have Metal Gear Solid, the new one. Because that'll probably come out towards the end of the year. Right. But, yeah. And then there's all the kiddies games. You know, the the, 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 the game I had the most fun with was Rayman Origins at that event. Because I'm only aware, because I haven't got any of them on the PS2, I'm only aware of the 2D ones. And the 3D ones, I'd heard so much that they were rubbish. So, you know, completing the first Rayman just before Game Fest was kind of awesome, and then seeing Rayman Origins and how nicely textured it was and everything, it was pretty awesome. Yeah.
6: Well, for me, um, I've ever since I got home uh, from my withdrawal for a couple weeks when I was in Arkansas, I mm-hmm. um, I've been playing the shit out of, out of Fallout New Vegas and I oh, actually, yeah. I actually <laughs> it's beat... I spent having
4: some uh, have some, have some new DLC recently as well, I think.
6: Yeah, I haven't bought any of the DLC yet, but uh, I've been going through the, the story mode campaign, and I beat the game yesterday on one of the possible endings, and I'm going through now because I, I had an optional save where it was a pivotal moment, you know, where I went one way or the other way. So I saved it at that point and decided to, uh, after I beat it, go back and go the other way and, and see how that plays out. But I'm really uh-huh. enjoying the hell out of this game. I'll probably pick up the DLC. It's, it's really cool. I mean, I enjoyed the first Fallout 3. Uh, but this one, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really liking. So, uh, I've been playing that. Have not played WWE 12 since I've returned home. Um, maybe I will Tuesday if The Rock is DLC. I don't know. I just haven't had the urge to even put that in my Xbox. I downloaded the, uh, the Connect. What is it? Uh, the Disneyland demo that they have, the, the Disney Kingdom game or whatever. Yeah. Oh. And I'm probably going to try that out with my daughter in the next couple of days, because uh, I want to start playing Kinect games with my kids.
4: And, uh, well, you'll be excited to know that it got revealed. I think it got, bef- you know, before you uh, went off air for the past few weeks, the Star Wars bundle's back.
6: Yes, and I'm going to be picking that motherfucker up. Yeah. The, uh, I've, I have decided. JJ R2 is D2 getting the R2 unit. r
4: console and the C3PO controller, and the... Very weird-looking Star Wars Connect.
6: Yes, it's white.
4: No, I'm actually talking the game itself. I mean, apparently the mini games are basically like Dance Dance Revolution.
6: Really? I, I, you know what? I, I seen the commercial for the Star Wars Connect where the the guy's taking all the classic scenes and really fucking around with it. I, I just, you know, the commercial's classic. I mean, it's great. Um, it's really hilarious. But I, I from everything I saw from the demo for this thing, what from E3, it, it looked really sluggish, and that's why they took the time to kind of rework some things. Yeah. It looked like everything was slow and tedious. I mean, if it comes with the bundle, that's cool. You know, at least I'll get to check it out when I buy the bundle. But uh, I just, I really want the C3PO R2D2 Xbox bundle because yeah, that,
4: it's not really for the game. It's for the, oh, the I don't care about
6: the game. I just want yeah. that fucking system.
4: I just, I just find it, well, it probably isn't Dance Dance Revolution. It'd probably be something more like Dance Central. Just
6: Dance. Well, you know, and yeah, it'll be set to the old uh, Star you Wars dance. disco Although, music. there
4: will be some people that just go through the mini games and not bother, because it'll probably be Princess Leia, Leia in a slave outfit. Oh, oh
6: come on, Ashley. I mean, the fun of doing that would be to have like a, uh, a Dance Dance Revolution disco game where it's got the old classic uh, Star Wars disco theme from the 70s, you know, where it would put you in like costumes of Chewbacca or Han Solo or Princess Leia and you'd be dancing disco to the fucking song. That would be epic. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want to yeah, play that?
4: Seriously. That would be cool. I'm just looking over the other releases this month. Quite a lot of them are obviously PlayStation Vita. Um, oh, the remake of Syndicate coming out also this Tuesday coming. That looks very good. Um, I think it came, what was it, Commodore 64, I think, back in the 80s. We're talking really old school.
6: That is old school. You know, I'm so old school I had it in television. You know what that is?
4: Oh, Intellivision. That's br- I got one of those I got Intellivision Classics or whatever, for the PS2.
6: I love the Intellivision. I used to have the I had the baseball game. Um, I had one that was like a vampire game where you were killing I think it was called like Night Stalkers or something. Like I had the boxing game. I fucking love the Intellivision. I had Burger Time. Like who didn't love Burger Time back in the early 80s? That was a fucking oh, awesome Burger game. Burger is classic. So, just
4: seeing SSX at the end of the month. Oh, that's a personal favourite of mine. I've loved the first four, and apparently they had a special press event over here in the UK, and the journalists got a chance to zip line off the top of Battersea Tower. Oh wow! With a snowboard strapped on, which is pretty cool. And then just have a quick look into March Mass Effect Three. That'll be big. Whole lot of Silent Hill as well. Silent Hill HD and Silent Hill Downpour and Silent Hill everything. Mario Party 9 for the Wii. Fever straight. Ninja Gaiden 3. New Resident Evil. Kid Icarus for the 3DS.
6: Mm-hmm. And
4: I think that's been delayed in version, so Right.
6: anyway. Well, with that said, I think it's time we go ahead and wrap things up and get out of here. So I'm going to play that old, familiar theme, Ashley. So we get ready to.
7: Oh, happy trails!
6: Pack them up. It's been fun. You know, I, it's been a good show. I mean, it's good having you aboard, man. You've, you've done a fantastic job tonight.
4: Pleasure to be on with you.
6: Pleasure, pleasure to be on the uh, the return show. And, and I hope I terrified the shit out of you before the show started. I mean, uh, with all the pressure, you know. Uh-
4: you kind of did. That, but that given opening that monologue. I had to do so many presentations and under pressure and everything for my uni degree. um yeah. Good, good. Tonight was under pressure a bit, but not at the same extent as, oh crap! If I don't get this, I don't have a career.
6: Well, you know. Then again,
4: uh, jobs market is crap enough. so <laughs> don't
6: matter. Nah, true enough, true enough. But no, I, I was, I was hoping that opening monologue that you shit your pants a few times. That was. Uh, good stuff Uh, no seriously you did a great job man i i'm I'm impressed and i knew you had it in you so i wasn't worried a bit yeah so
4: well i'll be around next week
6: that's true you were going to be here for uh for a couple weeks here so yeah like i said a lot of changes in the works for this show and i'm going to be talking with crelly over the future of what we're doing here and and some other stuff and got to talk with sean on the future of what we're doing here and uh you know a lot of changes coming, guys. I'm not going to specify any more than that, but uh, some changes are going to be happening. So, stay tuned for those. I'll, I'll fill you guys in, and I think it's going to be something we're all going to like. So, uh, yeah, yeah,
4: as as the Metal Gear Solid track says, the best is yet to come.
6: Absolutely. You know, I I said it earlier this year that I've put all my focus into making WNL a great show the last couple of years, and I'm not going to waver from that. But uh, I really, really want Unplugged to uh, to be top. Well, not not necessarily top of the food chain, but I want it to be the best it can be this year. So we'll see what happens. But uh, without no, that,
4: Lexi isn't taking over the gaming segment, Anthony. No, she's not.
6: Um, I, I do want to say this. Everybody's been, you know, shooting me all kinds of, uh, song of the night things tonight, but, uh, I have something special in mind for my song of the night. Um, it's kind of a dedication to my father and, uh, that's, that's going to be our song of the night. Uh, so, Ashley, before I set this up, you got anything final you want to say before we wrap it up?
4: Um, guess so I don't get any hatred from Sean next week. If he is back, I might as well say those immortal lines for him U4L, unplugged for life.
6: All right, with that said, I'll go ahead and uh, get everything ready. I, I want you guys to know that, uh, that my dad meant the world to me, and it, it's been rough for me the past two <laughs> weeks, knowing that the last time I saw him was in 2006, the weekend that Harmony and I um, came up to canada from the states and uh i owe my dad a lot you know he was always there for me we we had a rough relationship for a few years and we 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 got over that he was very proud of the things that i did you know getting married moving to canada and helping to raise these children with harmony and uh he was proud of the man that i became and i owe a lot to him for that my dad is, is one of the, the main reasons why I'm into video games. And uh, he never really liked wrestling, but he always supported my dreams. And for that, I've, I've always appreciated that. So uh, I just want to say on, you know, on behalf of my father, Kim Dell Jackson, who passed away on January 30th, his birthday, his 60th birthday, mind you. He was born in 1952 and he died uh, January 30th, 2012. I want to say that I love you, Dad. I miss you. And thank you for making me the man that I am. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. And I will continue to make you proud. So with that being said, guys, I'm going to get out of here tonight. A song dedicated to my father. And I will talk to you this Sunday for Sunday Night Showdown. I'm J.J. Sexay, and you've just been unplugged.